basing on them. And we are live. Welcome. You alright? Yep, you alright? Got your whiskey? Uh, I got gin tonic today. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I need to segue into something different because this, uh, the spiced rum and coke with lime in it is lovely. But um, I need to drop the coke somehow. And I don't think spiced rum on its own is like drinking whiskey on its own. So I need to I need to practice this whiskey drinking with you sometime. Yeah. Maybe just uh, next time we do music, I'll yep. get a cab back and uh, see if I can jump on the wagon. Yeah. Um, on the on the wagon, the bandwagon. Yeah. Way mind slip. I love it when I do that and you say things the wrong way. You only ever change the first letters. Do you ever do that? No. Oh, just me. Um, like the 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 buyer brigade. <laughs> um, um. So the best um, the best thing to do with alcohol, I find, is but well, having alcohol at home is make sure you've got a variety. Hmm. You need some pick, pick and mix. Yeah, you need you need like I, I haven't uh, dabbled into rum yet, but I think that might be next on the list. Um, rum. Uh, what else is there that I haven't touched? That's a spirit. Um, you haven't done much of rum. I haven't done any rum. Vodka. That's like trash. Oh uh, yeah, no point in getting vodka. Um, sambucas. Tequila's good. I love a tequila. Mm, tequila's all right. Tequila's a good one on a night out. Tequila. Like what is it? can't even remember the order now it's been so long salt so you lick the salt you drink the drink and then you squeeze on the yeah you squeeze the lemon or you, you put the lemon in your mouth yeah always good fun funny you speak of having a selection because mm. uh on a lot of viewings or when i was looking on houses online you'd find like the conservatory has been like changed into a bar yeah and uh <laughs> I admit having booze is in the house, like having a selection sounds nice. But whenever I see the bar, I'm like, hmm, you've got you got something going on there, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, what's going on here? You've got a little relationship with alcohol that you're, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That you're proud of. Yeah. But also, oh, uh, you want to come over? I've got a bar here. Yeah, yeah of course yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Of course you have. <laughs> Saw a great. There was a great uh, sketch that I saw, which is where you have the family member who's like basically an alcoholic, but you but you don't admit it. And every Christmas, you're like, oh, here's a bottle of uh, whiskey, but they swapped it for like a uh, heroin addict. So they're all sat around the Christmas tree, and um, like the mum's like, oh, just just a little bag of crack, just. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, thanks, just what I wanted. And yeah. the next the next one was like, oh, this guy didn't have crack, so I just got you a little bag of coke. And then everyone looked at him just like. Doesn't like Coke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quite good. Uh, the Mitchell and Webb look, um, if anyone wants to see it. Same guys who do the peep show, only they're unchained from having to do a storyline. So it's loads of comedy sketches. Very good. Um, and I think the Mitchell and Webb actors will also come up in a topic I'll be bringing up later. Um, but yeah, I've got my drink. You've got your drink. I'm ready. If you're ready, then there's only one thing left. Cue the bloody music. 
What episode is this? 16, it's you. Welcome back to the Just Swim podcast, uh, the show um, entirely devoted to furthering the human mind and the human species as one. Um, we don't sound very devoted like with an intro like that, do we? <laughs> What's my name? Can't, yeah, my name's <laughs> Tim and my name's Woody. <laughs> Jesus. Episode 16, chaps. He can't even remember his lines. Can you imagine if he was, he was in a play or something like that? Could you, imagine it, could you imagine what I'd be like if I had a job? Oh, wait. You do. <laughs> Best thing when you're on stage is when you do forget your lines. That's a really good one. Oh, like geez. last episode where I said to you, um, I said to you, you said you did the intro well. And I was like, yeah, well, I didn't know I did. It just kind of came out. But sometimes you'll be on stage and mm. like you're... You, thinking you're, about in, in your head, lines, you're like, but in you your do head, you're like, the lines. I've forgotten the lines. I've forgotten the lines. I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. Uh, the telephone rings, and then you answer it. My lines are bloody blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. you've got no idea what the fuck your lines are before that. And it's right. like this moment of just like, yeah, there's fucking hundreds of people, thousands, Jesus, millions. Careful. And uh, oh, sorry, am I doing the old clip clip? Yeah, it's all right. Um, so. Glorious to be back. Uh, we've launched the Discord and we've got a solid three members already, um, <laughs> which includes me, Woody, and my second Discord account. Um, no, Sartran joined. He did? He did, yeah. What? We haven't messaged him. Oh, <laughs> tragic. I need to set notifications on. <laughs> Hi, guys. There you go. You can reply now. A live podcast reply. Um, let me just quickly reply. We are just recording episode 16, in which this message will feature, have a great evening. Uh, well, I don't know what time it is. Have a great life. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to you. We'll get the topics flying in there. Welcome aboard, Sartran. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but I promise you the bumps will be filled with wisdom, gratitude, gratuity, and joy. Um, so have you got some topics to bring today? Cause uh, I've got some, but mine are always better than yours. So we might as well get yours out of the way first. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I honestly, I didn't bring much. I, so we're recording this on a Sunday and that's because yesterday we were speaking and I was about to say something, but I, I, I can't actually remember what the topics were that we've pre-ran our normal podcast structure to to discuss do you remember anything i know i had the feedback on makeup in the workplace from vicky well was, was there anything else there was two topics there was one topic that of that Sartran said that we missed that we yeah, forgot yeah, yeah. to I've talk got, about i've got that on the list I've then got there's that. the one that he recently posted on the i've also got that on the list yeah okay oh yeah i guess we were just jibbery jar jar about that um and as there's we do. what you was talking about with um brad and vicky at the pub all right, well, it looks like I'll just have to go into my topic bag then, considering it's a full list of topics brought to the podcast by yours truly, Tim. So when you do listen to this, if you ever say prayers to the Lord or anything afterwards, a sort of thankful um, prayer for the podcast existing, just remember to put most of your prayers towards my side of the podcast because I come with topics. Yeah. Um, 
So I well, guess I'll I do start have with... a topic. Oh, oh, you do. So I just had to push the buttons. Did well, I? Well, not really. It's just a bit of news, really. Um, yeah, a little bit. Of which news. has always been interesting. Well, there's two things. One actually. second. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Welcome to the news show. Tech news with Woody, and we're live. So there's two things. One, one of them I find is really funny. It's a bit of crypto news. So there's a company, I can't remember their name, but they, they've um, mostly been known for building um, uh, ASIC miners, um, which ASIC stands for Application Specific Integrated Circuit. And a miner is something like a graphics card that you use the computational power yeah. to mine cryptocurrency by solving algorithms that only a genius little chip can solve. Continue. Right. So an ASIC is specific as it says is application specific so it's better it's better than a graphics card because a graphics card is kind of a well it's like jet kind of general purpose these days um an asic is it all it does is knows how to mine bitcoin um well unlock cryptographic hashes but anyway uh, usually ethereum is mined with gpu because it's it's not necess- it's not as easy to build an ASIC or it's not as easy to build a better ASIC than a GPU could do. However, this company that normally builds ASIC miners, I think they're called Ant miners for Bitcoin, are have announced that they've made an Ant miner for Ethereum. Now, you know for sure that this product is going to cost a lot of money. Mm. Um, it can do so. The the best um, GPU at the moment does like, I think someone um, with a RTX thirty eighty managed to get like, I think it was like twenty mega hashes or something per second. Mega hashes. This ant miner supposedly can do like uh, an order of magnitude bigger than that. So. 20 giga hashes which is like yeah. crazy so it's like big, ha- big promises having a thousand graphics cards basically 38 uh-huh. graphics cards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now i would love to see i would i would i'm waiting for the news that some big mining pool has bought a load of them because i know for a fact that if they do buy them they've just wasted a load of money because hopefully oh. by the end of this year it's going to proof of stake. It's going to proof of stake. Yeah, so you don't even need a miner. You don't chip. even need a miner. Because stake proof of stake for people not in the crypto world is very much what it sounds, but proof of staking your own Ethereum yeah. against the network to prove uh the validation rather than to solve a equation that a uh, that a, that a card needs. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting time for ETH. I am a I am a super bull on ETH. I see a lot of people on Twitter like every so often I'll chime into the crypto Twitter world and um a lot of the tweets I see are just like some pretty big names. Like one of them I was looking at today which is like he was just saying um so the amount of bitcoin supplied every second through mining or other things is this and ETH is about to move to around 10% of that. Um, mm. The supply is going to become deflationary. Mm-hmm. Don't 
don't fuck with me until it's at 10k i think he said and it's, it's like and don't don't come saying that i didn't tell you because it will be at 10k and mm. I'm sitting there just like, oh, yeah. I have got the pirate's treasure. Yeah, I've yeah, got, yeah. Um, I've got Davy Jones locker. But um, the only thing is, is this 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 week I've been looking at um, buying a new car, getting ready for the new house, getting ready to move to the country. Can't have my shit little proton savvy. Uh, my proton savvy is the top car used in Malaysia. Um, but it's very much a wanky woo-woo's car to be driving around in the UK, especially when you're a family person because it's like a little hatchback that's got enough room for about my legs and that only. So yeah. I've been looking at um, upsizing, and obviously instead of upsizing a little bit, I've been looking at a little Range Rover. Now, um, a Range Rover is made by Land Rover, um, and they're fucking huge. And I've always seen them on the road and hated them because I hate the Hutton Mount mums, um, Essex celebrities driving them around and driving like dickheads, taking up the whole road. But I've found a little Reddit and a YouTube for people who are religious fanatics for specific Land Rover cars, slightly older ones, um, especially for their durability, endurance, and just in general it being a lovely car to own. So I've been looking at these cars and I feel like I can't really buy one yet, even though I kind of want to, because I need to get all the house sorted first. Um, but I thought, oh, I'll just message him and just say, do you accept cryptocurrency? <laughs> I messaged five people and three of them came back saying, yeah, which coin? I was like, no way. I felt like I was flying about. I was like, Calm down. Stop trying to steal my fucking crypto. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, yeah, so I could buy this car for around 4.8 Ethereum. Um, That's not bad. Which would I be... I would fucking do that. I yeah, would buy one now. Which would be... I'd have another, another fair few, like 22 left, and... I wouldn't have to sit there and worry. I just don't know about, like, does that come out of my capital gains allowance if I realise that into a car? I've got no idea. Maybe I'm just sending it to a different address. That's There's a good so point. many blurred lines in this crypto world. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, get, I think so, he would have to pay the capital gains on it, really. Maybe. Let's just fucking shunt it towards him. But then again, if it's going to go to 10K, I'm practically I'm paying 50 grand for that car. It's right. worth seven. Well, Do you know what not. I mean? You're not. I know I'm not, but I the am because yeah. that car's not going to be worth 50 grand in five years' time. Um, right. So it's kind of like I'm paying this balance card. Every month I think about selling, I, I check <laughs> yeah. in on it. It's gone up by another five grand. And I'm just like, you, well. You could, you could, what you could do <laughs> is you could sell them, sell, sell them the idea that you'll pay them one ETH. And tell them that, well, look, in a couple of months' time, it will be 10k. In a couple of months' time, it's going to be worth fucking loads, yeah. mate. You trust me, you trust me. I'll send yeah, you one yeah. if now. You yeah. don't have to fucking worry about it, mate. You'll yeah. be shorted. You'll be a millionaire. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to need like one Ethereum to drive this car to the freaking corner shop because it's going to be doing like 20 miles per gallon. Um, but yeah, is I've sent it to you already. It's quite a sexy little car. You've probably just skipped over it like all the other things I send you. Um, cause that's the bitch relationship that we have. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the bitch side, but, um, yeah, no, I, pretty... to be honest, I looked at it and I thought, why is he going to buy a fucking second hand Land Rover? 
Oh, wait. But the thing is, is most of them have done 150K in mileage, that's and this has I only mean. done 77. Well, 77. That's good. That's got like... another. That's got another 20 miles left before it breaks down. Yeah, what's this miles per gallon? What's this um, MPG? But it's either that, it's or like I'm going to be ending MPG. up buying like a, a Kia. Do you know what I mean? What's wrong? You need to find a... Like, don't... Stop looking at brands. Look at no, 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 no. I'm not looking at the brands. I'm not looking at the brands here. If the Kia had everything the Land Rover had, and if you watch this blog of Sam, whoever he is, type in Sam Land Rover Rogue UK on mm. YouTube and watch this series of this guy who has bought this car. He bought it for six grand and he said, just so you know, I'm going to have to put about a grand and a half's work into it as soon as it gets over to me. Um, but he's like doing this whole series and he's like, I've never loved a car more than this. And the reason he wants to own it is he wants to own it before in 10 years time when these cars are impossible to own because of like, you know, emissions rules and everything like that. Yeah. Um, electric cars and whatever. So he just really wanted to tick the box and fuck, it just looks so sexy to drive. I could have my kids in the back. I could have my golf clubs in the back. I could get a dog. I could have a, I could have a sheep, a dog, a cow, my kids, Claudia, and the golf clubs, and it wouldn't even be a problem. And I think that's it. When you want something, when I've got such a small car, I don't want a big car. I want a fucking truck. I want a. I want something so big that I could just fit five cars inside it. Yeah, true. So I've I've very much been fed just, up with having a small car. Just be careful with. You just need to look at it objectively and mm. I, I know i know yeah uh, like you need to look at the insurance category it. that it's in objectively like... it's a sexy car um the tax on it's quite low <laughs> actually objectively this it's a brilliant car um but the tax on it's quite low um the mileage would be like instead of spending like six pounds to drive somewhere you'll end up spending 16 pounds um, but there's one thing that it has, which it has a gearbox that's actually really economically viable. So a lot of the other Land Rovers, you would end up spending like £30 for that journey. But because of this automatic gearbox that it has, it's always like you're driving in a really cushy high gear. Um, so you're like... Right. Rather than my car at the moment, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which still says that it's 45 miles to the gallon. Fuck knows. Maybe that's in Malaysia, but it's right. still not doing that good over here. Right. Um, this does segue nicely, not to tell everyone about the car journeys forever. Um, and I am still working on the Ferrari, by the way. People who are like, why is it getting a Land Rover? I thought Miak was buying your Ferrari. Um, she asked my mum for the money for the Ferrari. <laughs> uh, my mum said no. So I've now asked Miyako to go back and uh, say, but look at my credit score. <laughs> so we'll be waiting on that. Um, so one thing that segues quite nicely from cars, which is something I've been thinking about, and we are we do live in the land of Segway over here. I hope you enjoy it, people, because we don't just take you on a we don't just go for the encyclopedia and randomly pick a page. We Segway on this cast. So the next one would be if you're such a tinkerer and you love tinkery tinkery too, mm. why have I never seen you being a car tinkerer? Because to me, when I look at a car, I just look at a box of unknown things that somehow carry me forwards. And I did work on cars with my dad when I was younger, but mainly I just ended up trying to get rid of rust on old vintage cars, not mm. actually understanding all the bits and the components and that. But the car 
just seems like the perfect like i'm surprised you haven't bought like a 1994 mini cooper or something weird and had it in your garage and just got your dick out and been tinkering all day right right so so what is it what what is it what is what is what is your fetish for tinkering and why is it only directed towards certain things right um so i would love to do do that on cars like i've always um i've always whenever something's gone wrong with the car i've always like the car that i've got now is a fit punto 2008 um model um it's going strong it's like it's done nearly 100,000 miles and it's like still in pretty good nick we haven't spent that much money on it but the problem is with a lot of that i have is that number one i don't really have the space for it like i, I know i've got a garage and if i did get like a 1970s mini cooper i probably could do the work that i need to do in there yeah the cooper in the garage would work but yeah. if you had a, if you had any other car you'd be like opening the door and you'd be like well yeah, fuck can't exactly. get in yeah um i would there's a lot of like if i really wanted to go in hard with it there's there's like a lot of just equipment that you just like need um uh t- like tools that you just need i just like i have a lot of tools i just don't you know you need like extra extensions for your ratchet um wrenches you need jacks you need like maybe ramps you need like an engine lift mm. if you want to get to the engine um i know i know you know I, i've studied a lot on like how cars work. Like I know how they work in principle. I know the elements within the the car, transmissions and stuff and accessory belts and drive chains and all this stuff. But oh, let, let me just leave some of them just to show. Just to show. <laughs> um, it's like you in an interview. But I just, I just don't, I haven't had the space. But yeah. there, there is a bit, there's, there's something to this here. Which me and my dad, uh, we were talking about it in the car the other day. We we're very heavily considering doing our um, CBT for I think it stands for compulsory basic training or something um, for motorcycles. Oh. And then, I'm probably when I get my first paycheck, going to get myself a little bike, a little motorbike. Oh shit! Mm. Fucking hell! People on the road, don't just look out for bikes. Look out for Woody on a bike because if you knock him off, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> I need this guy. But you see what I've done there is I'm going to buy a car that's probably going to break at time to times. <clears throat> And I've just slowly, I've just warmed up your nipples for the idea that you might like to work on cars. Oh, right. <laughs> See? Well, I'm not going to be here forever. That's so. what I was doing. That's uh. what I was doing. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm happy to give you a Zoom call, mate. It'd be I nice like to work chuck, on a Land Rover like in a big double garage. Yeah, I'd like slide the laptop underneath the, underneath the car and then I'll pull it out and be like, what the fuck's up with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, it's huge. It doesn't go anywhere. 
What do I do? I, I, that's the the middle of yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about um, Land Rovers, not the Range Rovers. The Range Rover. Wait, is this a Range Rover or a Land Rover? Let me get the. Let me get the thing and send it to you. I oh, know I've got it here. You sent it to me. Yeah, here it is. Can you link it back to me again so I can look at it? Because I just like looking at it. That's uh, a Land gets, Rover. Gets me going a bit. It's one of the old ones, Range Rover, but yeah. it's the Rogue. Oh, if you know what the Rogue is, guys. I posted oh. it in the Discord. So if you, um, I mean, the team speak. Sorry. If you if you look at it though, one thing I love about it is like the the mums who drive around Hutton Mount with all of their yeah, you know, fake lips and Range Rovers. Can you not look for like a, a 2010 version or like you know a 2011 version? No. Like how much are they? It'd be like it'd be like 15 grand. Really. Yeah, but the thing is, dude, is as I say, like this car here, specifically the Vogue, is like a sought-after Range Rover, okay? Okay. Especially when it's a 4.4 V8, okay? Because yeah, okay. if it's not a 4.4 V8, you'll fucking hate driving that car, mm. yeah? Mm. Now, at this price, this car will be gone in a week and a half, all right? Right. Just to put some FOMO on it. The people selling it, I've looked at all of their reviews, and they don't seem like shit sticks who fuck you over. There's not a single... There's one negative review, which is where she said, I asked him to fix the air conditioning, and he said he was, <laughs> he said he was allergic to air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy replied, and he was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I can't explain it. Like, like uh, I am. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, all of them, if you look in the criteria of the same caliber car, have done 150,000 miles. Okay. And this one is bang spanking. It looks clean as fuck. There's so, not oh, many. It's got, it's got a CD changer. Oh. Yeah. Can you see? Have you seen the way it says Vogue at the back? And also, the you see the back windscreen is quite long and it dips down which makes it kind of a retro feel. The new Range Rovers don't do that, and they're all tinted out and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and yeah, look yeah. at the interior. You see that woodwork in the interior? I can't even Let me get to the interior. So the interior is oh, it's hard as fuck. Oh, yeah, that looks nice. And the seat's warm. Definitely need a different steering wheel there. It's a bit, a bit of a... Everything is oh, good. Look at those armrests. To... Yeah, I just super chilled out in that car. Yeah, mate. It? It's got pimped up sound system as well. They've done their own sound system in there. Can you imagine our music that I could oh, be listening yeah. to? I could be listening to that. I could be listening to classical FM. I could be, I could be, now, oh, I could just be happy. Here's the interesting thing about Range Rovers, right? Um, and all, all Land Rovers, all Land Rovers cars are like this. <clears throat> the Nissan um, Duke is a bit like this as well, where it's a huge car. But for some reason, the back seats, there isn't much legroom. Like, there's just as much oh, legroom as a hatchback. Well, the Nissan Duke, okay, Nissan I will Duke's tell you awful. right now, Nissan Duke is like driving my car, but with a big body. And yeah. my mum bought it specifically because she wanted to have a bigger car now that we were getting grandkids and everything. They're not Sold bigger. it straight away and got a Cougar. Yeah. Um, so the, I think the reason with this, why it's so big, is just the, because... The boot I mean, and the so engine. put it this way, the kids are not going to have a problem in the back, no. but the boot is huge. And that's because people who have these cars, you know, normally they've got five sheep in the back. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're driving uh, through a field. 
driving off cliffs, whatever. So it needs to be able to have five sheep in the back. So is it is it manual or automa- oh, automatic? It's automatic. Okay. Full service history. Only two owners. have. I can't tell you. Every single other car that does this has about seven owners. And that just makes me realize that they're just shifting it from one to the other. I will buy this car and need to do... Like, I'll buy it and drive it for like a year and suddenly the suspension will be popped on it. And that will be a big job, yeah? It'll be right. like a grand and a half into the car to get new suspension sorted on it. But would you rather get a Kia and have to do this stuff? Or would you... you know what I mean? True, it's just, yeah, true, 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 true. It just gets minipals going. And I don't know how I can just let it go. I really don't. Well, how much is and it? And it's only 4.8 Ethereum. They accept ETH, did you say? Yes. Oh, I, I said to I said it. to him, nice Vogue, do you accept cryptocurrency? He replied back, yes. Which one? It's like, fuck me. You're my sort of guy. The only thing I did wonder about is like, so you can get things like a refund through like fiat purchases for a car, especially if they're doing a three. This comes with a three-month warranty. Like, what does that say? Three months. I'll have to. I'll have to for the first year. I'll have to drive it like once every three weeks. But I make that three months like expectation of lastage, last a year just by driving it only on special occasions. Claudia would be like, well, "Can, can does... I go to the station?" I'd be like, "Fucking walking." <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have to keep the savvy. Actually, to be honest. Why? Oh, just as a runaround. Yeah, just for giblet yeah, drives. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Protect this one. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty pound admin fee. Fuck off. Well, it does say that you can like call them up and put give a deposit. Like, I phone. know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder how much that deposit is. Small like deposit 10%? over the phone today. Yeah. I could just deposit. send them a, a ledger with no crypto on it and probably be like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Or maybe I can find a wallet where I still know the private key, and then I can send him the wallet, and I can buy the car. And I could just disappear. That would be theft. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like, all right. So I guess if you really want me to look at this um, in a different light, then feel free to spend the next week trying to find me different cars that you think I should get. Next MOTG October. Yeah, just around the corner. Just ready to fail that shit. And they're giving me a three-month guarantee, which is like just before the MOT comes in. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. As I say, Last though. major service. So the guy on YouTube okay. that I watched, he was like, yeah, oh. so I spent six grand on it. Here's my costs. I'll link you the video. He adds up all the costs, ends up spending eight grand. And he said the suspension's still slightly off with it, something I'm going to have to work with over time, figure out how I can figure that out on my own. But one of the best things about these cars is that they have forums after forums of people who are religiously in love with these cars. They know where to buy the parts, how to buy them yourself, and how to fix them yourself. And also, Mm -hmm. you could just pop online and say, I've got this problem. And someone 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 who's also got a hard-on for (laughs) Land Rovers will be like, yo, let me have a look at this. We've got the Woody Tinker is just working on forums. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, it's cheap. It's eight grand. It's not like... And like, as you say, if you need to throw another four grand at it, it's only 11K for a nice car that's going to last. And like, it will work. I I assume it will work for Mm. a year at least. Yeah. But the other thing to this is that it's a kind of... 
Is it petrol or diesel? Petrol. Okay, Um, that's good. It's a nifty version of them, yeah. It's kind of like, as far as Range Rovers go, I reckon all of the Range Rovers in 10 years' time won't be worth fuck all. But I reckon this one, it still won't be worth fuck all. But when I list it, someone will be like, oh, I actually want that. Like, I won't have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks to find a buyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, that'll probably be, I could park exchange it for the Ferrari, whatever. But Just go for it, mate. Do you have the money? You got the crypto. Just sell the crypto, buy in cash. Yeah. Not going to hit your capital gains with that. No, no, don't restore anything else this year. I'll just ping him the crypto. Just send it to a different address. I don't know how I'd be. What if he was like, nah, I didn't get it. Exactly. What would I, what would I do then? Well, you just I mean? quote Etherscan and say, well, you did get it. I'd have to have like a, a written agreement drawn up for the transfer and all that stuff. Anyway, I mean... Need to use an escrow. There must be a certain uh, service I'll that sh- you can use for that sort of thing. I'll, I'll share the old uh, car in the Discord group for those that want to embark on the journey of sorting out the car solution. Um, we can have a little tinker around and figure out that. I so was interested in uh, asking um, you about cars, uh, though. But yeah, carry on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, and if anyone interest, if anyone's interested in what bike I might get, or has it has any suggestions about what motorbike to get, I'm currently looking at a yeah let, yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. A brand called um, Mutt. What type? Just tell me what to type in Google. Uh, probably the Mutt Mongrel is the cheapest one. One two five. CC. So it's about three grand. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, um, have you watched The Great Escape before? Yeah. It's like the one he drives off in in the end. It's either the Mongol Little or World the World War Hill. II bike. Yeah. They're nice. They're nice. That's one thing. I, so I've had, I've had my stepdad's mate, Simon, used to have a load of bikes. He'd have a new bike every year. Yeah. And when he went through the whole journey... What he ended up settling on was, you know, the big BMW bikes that are almost like police bikes, yeah, yeah, like big cruiser bikes. He ended up settling on that, right? But he has been through the motions on all of them. I think a part of why he settled on that is because he's quite a big chap. So I reckon having a hunky little thing doesn't have to worry about balance (laughs) and all that shit. Probably enjoyed it. Mm. Um, But one thing he did say is, he's like, yeah, you'll you'll get a Harley Davidson sort of bike and you'll love it you'll probably get fed up with how loud it is after a while, unless you're a hardcore Harley Davidson fan with a like leather jacket and a beard. Yeah. Um, after that, you'll want to try a super bike and you'll try a super bike. But you know, when you ride a bike and, and the, the front wheel starts wobbling, mm. um, so when I should give context, wobbling as in your steering bar starts wobbling yeah, from yeah, side yeah. to side. Um, so that's something that can happen sometimes when you're on a bike, especially if you're on like a super bike going quite fast. Um, and he said he managed to save it and get it out of that. And he doesn't, he stood it to this day. He doesn't know how he saved it. He didn't do anything. He feels like he went over a bump that fixed it or something, but he was pretty convinced in that moment he was going to die. Jesus. And he, he sold the bike a week later and was like, no, I don't actually want this bike. Yeah. So I think the bike journey to go down is an interesting one. Just, uh, I think you've kind of you've kind of cut the bullshit out when I'm looking at this bike. This looks like a good thing to have. Um, so, but there's only one thing that I don't yeah. like about bikes, which is you have to dress up like a fucking bell end everywhere you go. Like you've got to <laughs> wear like 
like you're an astronaut. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Why are you dressed like an astronaut? Oh, I've got a bike. You have to carry your helmet around like an excuse. Like, everyone looks at you weirdly and you, like, kind of nod towards, yeah, I've, I've got a bike. Oh, he's got a bike. Oh, so right. this, this is going to be, this is going to be me. Because uh... you're going to be suited and booted. Uh, is that going to link you correctly? Where are you linking now? Mm, a bad request. I don't sec. like it when you link stuff. If you link stuff in Discord, it goes straight to my brave. At the moment, I'm opening Bing. Oh, okay, I'll just send you the picture. You're making me Bing. Um, <clears throat> if anyone uses Bing out here and you listen to the podcast, <laughs> I don't want to tell you to leave. But um, this, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! <laughs> I'm going to drive past you in my Land Rover. I'm going to say, you look like a bellend. <laughs> but you'll now, think you look really cool. You know what? You're privileged you don't have to wear glasses because you can wear sunglasses and actually enjoy the liberation of what sunglasses are. Well, maybe. But I was also thinking of getting goggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, I want to turn up to the pub and you have your goggles and your gay helmet you've got here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being gay, but it's a gay helmet with a little, it's got a little visor as well popping down. So now the alternative Jesus. is, is this that is what I, Woody wants, Claudia, this is what Woody wants to wear when he rides his bike. Now the alternative is, is something like this, which I think cool? looks cool. Yeah, that's cool. That looks like you're about to freaking ski down a, a ski slope and shoot someone on the way down. Yeah, right. that's great. Sick, yeah. That's great, yeah. There was one thing you can do with these helmets as well, is you can get ones that play music whilst you're in it. And that, what that means is that when someone hits you with a car, you can at least be listening to the music that you like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at <laughs> He looks like he's trying to squeeze a poo out whilst he's... Uh... We can't do these, these images whilst we're on podcasts for our little uh, audio viewers yeah. out there, but uh, he's just sent me a picture of an old man in a space helmet. Like, <laughs> I've never managed uh, to get on the bike grind. Like, There's just something about it. I see someone on a bike and I just think... I, I can understand you're a bit of a lone ranger so i think having a bike is like oh yeah and it's like why would you drive a car with four seats like right like who are you carrying around you yourself and like your your opinions like yeah exactly you might as well grab a bike so it makes sense um i guess i just wanna so i want you to get a side cart so i can be like gromit <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be a fucking long one. What's the Gromit? What's the Wallace and Gromit theme tune? I'll be in the side. Wings pop out and off I'll fly. Oh, <laughs> fucking love Wallace and Gromit. They should have made more films. Yeah. They really didn't hit the groove that they should have. Four films for a series like that, honestly. Because it's, it's all made out of Play-Doh. Continue so, about your bike stuff. So I know you want to talk about it, even though everyone thinks bikes are gay. Uh... Well, so the reason why I've been I've been thinking about it for quite some time to be honest. Like, this is not something that I've just like thought of this week. This is like I've been thinking about a bike for a long yeah. time. I remember back in E-Move, it was a brief discussion. Yeah. I think Alice is big on bikes, isn't he? Yeah. Um now You might want to ask him actually about this be bike because he, yeah. he had a Mac he had a Harley Davidson that was a Mac something that's very similar to this. So you could get some feedback from him. You say, yo, first bike, I'm thinking this. Actually, if we ever get him on the podcast, this can be a topic. 
So this will help us strengthen our cause to get him on the cast. Maybe. Even though he's already said he's happy to. I yeah. keep interrupting you when you just want to talk about bikes. Go on. It's just been nice weather. Like It's just been really nice weather in the UK recently. Like the last, I can't remember the last time it rained, like fully rained. Like mm. There's been a few drizzles here and there, but like on the yeah. whole, the last three or four weeks have just been like sunny. Yeah. And I just thought, how nice would it be to just open up the garage, get on the bike, just like go somewhere, just go, go down some country roads. Nice, you know, just like 30 miles an hour, just boom. Go to Jesus a Christ, it's not expensive, is it? No, it's three grand. I was about to ask you if you were going to get in new or second hand. Dude, I've seen pedal bikes that are three grand. I know. And this looks mint. Right. <clears throat> so it's That only... is six. Have you seen... I want a bike now. Right. So, so Wait, only... have you seen the customization options? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Look at that. I see what I've just linked you. Hmm... I'm not saying you have to choose that one. I, d I didn't even... Oh, yeah, even... there's loads of options. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that's... How much is this one? It's three... Oh, would you get it in matte black all over? I found one that's matte black all over. The Mongrel was matte black, except from the seat. No, no, no. The, you, you, can get, you can get the same one you're talking about in all these different colours. No, that's, that's the one you sent me is the Akita. They're different models. Why do you? It's, it's, uh, why do you give a fuck what the model is? Look at this bike. It's the same price. Buy this bike. Look at it. Which one? The one I just sent you. I like bikes now. What's this? The FSR matte black. It's what are you talking about? It's three thousand four hundred ninety-five pounds. The the mongrel is like two thousand nine hundred fifty. So just repeat what you just said there. Three thousand four hundred ninety-five. Yeah. For the one that you sent me. Yeah. And my one is £500 cheaper. Okay. £500. Like, I feel like I could flick you and 500 quid would just fall out of your pocket. Yeah. Like, what, what are you crying about here? Just get the bike you want. What I was, what I was, what I want, what I was thinking I is I thought you were, you were going to buy... Um... Wait, all right, okay. So like, there's a specific type you want, okay? So you want the... Well, I don't know. There's a few bikes called? that are What's nice. What's it called? What's it called? The... There's, there's the Mongrel. I, I'm not seeing. That's a 250. No, Mongrel 125, matte black. I can't see a Mongrel on their site. There's one. Oh yeah. Oh, matte black. Here we go. It's got the leather seat. I don't like. I don't like the brown seat on it. Don't Maybe like the it... brown seat. Uh, that's that's their lowest lowest price one. The Razorback looks shit. But what are you getting for the extra price? Just out of interest. Just different it, style. They're both. They're all the same. Yeah, bike. You might be getting like road stability. Is it just the accessories you're getting? It's just just, just the color. It's just essentially they're all the same bike. Some of the wheels just are bigger than the others. Just fucking buy it after this podcast, man. Now the black sa the fat Sabbath looks nice. The fat Sabbath one two five. For people who want to browse at home, we are on muttmotorcycles.com. M U T T. The Black Sabbath, no, or the fat, fat, the fat, fat Sabbath. Sabbath, matte black. Yeah, dude, there's something about this matte black thing that is like, that's super cool. As much as I'll see person on a bike. what? Have you seen the picture on the advert? There's a guy driving it. He's like, it looks like he's pulling his bike out of the ocean. 
<laughs> it's not loading for me. Click click on the Black Sabbath and then scroll down to the fourth picture. He's tugging his bike up a beach. He's, <laughs> that's not selling me a bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's not loading. Why anyway, isn't that loading? So I, right, let me save this picture and send it to you. So I need to do a CBT and then a CBT. So here's the thing, right, is the reason why I don't want to spend the extra 500 quid is mm. because this first bike, if I do do this, the, the here's the, like, the route. Here's the pathway. I do a CBT, which is about 300 quid, let's say, which allows me to ride a 125cc motorbike. I can then spend 500, 600 quid after I've done like, you know, six months after my CBT, after I've got used to the bike, the bike that I purchased, I can do my A license, which allows me to ride any bike, any size, any CC, like any power. Did you, what was the CC you said for the test? It gets you to ride a, a what? 125. Yeah, so you can just buy this tomorrow and start learning. Uh, but there's no point. I just go to just get. I'll, I'll just go do my test yeah, well, first, like, and then. Can you it. ride a bike? Can you ride a, a push bike? Uh, yeah, it, it won't be hard. It takes like a day, a day maybe two days to do the, the CBT, Fuck. and then I'm I can do it. it. Claudia, have you seen this? But here's the point, Tim. Is soon after I get my CBT and I get this bike. I'm probably going to do the full license, and in which case, like a one two five, it's like it's it's all well and good, but like it can barely go on the motorway. Not that I want to go on the motorway, but this can't go on the motorway because it's, it's a smaller it's, engine. Its max speed is seventy miles an hour, and and that's going to oh, be like, oh, dude, nah, 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 nah. This don't buy. It. It's come out of a uh, you could you could, you know, they give little gifts in the cereal box. You probably pull <laughs> one of these out. Why don't you get the 250 version? Because I can't ride a 250 until I've got my full license. Yeah, but you're going to get your full license in what? Two but weeks? I need a, I need a bike. Oh, like, let's find a shit stick of eBay. Like one of those scooters. Or just get a hairdryer and put it on the back of your bicycle and see if they see if they notice the difference. Yeah, right. But So the thing is, is if you get... I can get an eBay bike... Right, and, and like be happy with it. Yeah. Or I might just be happy with a one two five and never like want to do a full license. Even if yeah, I do want to do a full license. When are you license. going on the motorway? Right. So I'd, I actually like, know there's a few motorways on the way to mine and when you're coming to work on the Land Rover, you're not gonna want to do the three hour journey on the country roads. Well, I probably wouldn't ride there on a bike anyway. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah, because you might not make it and then the Land Rover wouldn't get fixed. Good point. Um so one thing that's good about these bikes, yeah, is I like to, so I show it to Claudia and then um, she has like a distaste for it. Like she doesn't like it because obviously she doesn't, like want it. Me to, she doesn't want me to ride a bike. And then I, I, I just feel good about myself because someone in the world wants me to stay alive. So no, okay. <laughs> that's great. Thanks, Claudia. <clears throat> that's how I know you love me. Little checks like that. They also do the fat sabers in the gloss black as well. Which gloss oh no, it's black. not gloss black. It's um, what color is that? It's like a bronze, I guess. Oh, bronze! Nah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it looks shit, doesn't it? But anyway, yeah. The so point so is, there is, is one thing with this though: is it does look like a bit of a. It looks like a bit of a toy you'd pull out of a cereal box, like I said. Yeah. So, if you're gonna buy this, like, 
I would 100% be vying towards the 250. So at least when people see you driving that bike, like I'm imagining you riding this bike, yeah, turning up, like it looks so cool, yeah. And then I'm in my little Proton Savvy hatchback and just pulling away from you, just like, no, it's a, and it's then a, it's me a opening the bike. window and hearing you like, and the sound of it, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all those little chavs that drive around the estates on those scooters like it'd be exactly the same because it's only 150 to 125 cc i don't know like um, um it's, still, it's still a powerful bike it's better than a moped like mopes mo those mopeds are only like 50 cc yeah unless they've been um like unlocked and like they've been bumped up to like 100 so it does have some power behind it like it will be fine going to yours through Brentwood. Like I would never feel like it's underpowered. Yeah. It's just, if I was like, if I was to go on the A12 to yours, I would be, <laughs> my throttle would be at max and I would be going, like my engine would be crying. <laughs> you can just drive in the slow lane behind all the lorries. Um, but so before we continue, I feel like we should, uh, well, for one, I'm very excited to see where this goes. We will provide updates on the bike and of course, the Land Rover Vogue that we're going to be ordering very soon. Um, I say that because Claudia's listening. Um, but I feel like we should perhaps park car and bike talk. Yep. Um, just to make sure we entertain those who aren't facilitated by bike and car talk. Um, so I have a few little toppity top top topics here. Um. And before going into a main topic, I'd like to hit you with a subtopic because we do have subtopics around here. Mm-hmm. What are the best movies you can think of? Best movies. Because you're not a massive movie chap, are you? Like, you don't go to the pub and be like, we just got to talk about movies. Have you seen no. this? Have you yeah, seen I this? Don't, no, I don't. Uh, and I think a lot of people um, <clears throat> who do that are just bellends anyway. But. I mean, one thing that's interesting is to go to IMDb and to look at, like, the top 200 films or something like that. And mm. a lot of the time, I feel like I could walk into Blockbusters, even though there is no such thing anymore, but I could go onto Netflix or I could go online and think, what movie do I want to watch? And I just say to myself, I've seen them all. I've seen all the good ones. They're all finished. Like, I'm dried up, yeah? Yeah. Um, But... When you go to IMDb, IMDb top 200 movies, yeah. It's really interesting because I haven't actually seen a lot of them. So um, I'm going to go through the list right now. You can shout out if you've seen it and give it an opinion, like 10 out of 10, yeah? Okay. Number one. What do you think number one is? (laughs) What's the best movie of all time, according to... Most of the world comes in with a score of nine point three. Oh, I don't know. No idea. Shawshank Redemption. Okay, yeah, that is a good film. Seen it? Good film. Yeah, yeah. good film. And um, as far as films go, storytelling films like that, I think deserve to be among the greats. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's I think it's done a good job. Number two is The Godfather. I've never seen, seen The Godfather. I've not. Maybe we should make a day of it. We should just watch mm. them. 
Because there's lots of people always like, oh, yeah, the third one let it down. Oh, two and one were brilliant. Oh, cigars, Al Pacino. Oh, brilliant. I've got no idea. Like, Al Pacino is this word people talk about, and I've got no fucking clue. Put in a blank. Yeah. Number three, The Dark Knight. No. Well, you say that. It is actually quite a good film. When no. you think about what happened with the Joker in that film, no. Heath Ledger. Have you you know Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger in that is film? brilliant. He's the only thing that makes that good that film good. Other than that, yeah. it's shit. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. The storyline is crap. Um, especially like one thing I hate about the Batman is like, what can you do with it as a character? Yeah. Like, oh, he's the best Batman. He's the same as all the others. I'm Batman. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off, like yeah. bullshit. Godfather Two comes in at number four. Twelve Angry Men at number five. Never seen, Never it. seen it, but filmed in 1957, and apparently it's at number five. I think that's worth a watch. Number six is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. No, that's the third interesting. One. That's very third one's pretty good. Um, and I wonder why this... that's so high up the list. This segues into the next thing I was about to say. Um, I think we'll understand why that was hard the list when we segue into my next topic, which is the topic that this is the subtopic of. Okay. Number seven, the most critically acclaimed, everyone knows it. It's got a red poster with yellow writing on it. What am I talking about? No idea. There's a girl sitting on the front Kill of it Bill. smoking a cigarette. Close. Uh... I would squeeze the... Out of an orange. If blood. it wasn't, if it wasn't the juice for blood, jeez, you're 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 a weirdo. <laughs> if I was to squeeze an orange and I didn't want to get the juice out, what would I be aiming for? Pips. No, begins with P. Pith. Fuck. <laughs> rhymes rhymes with gulp. Pulp. Second word. Pulp fiction. Congratulations. Okay. Number yeah, eight. Sad one about juice. Sad one about Jews. World War Two, very very sad film. Don't want to watch it. Gets you very depressed, and it shows that humans are awful. Schindler's List. Not seen um, that one. I've not seen that. You haven't seen Schindler's List. You should watch it. It's a really? good one. Should I? Yeah. Uh, well, it's quite interesting. It's about a guy who's like kind of like secretly saving Jews by um, getting them into his factory to work. Um, Is the film made by Jews? Uh, Steven Spielberg, Liam Nielsen, Ralph Fiennes, probably not. Don't sound Jewish to me. Um, the next one is... Come on, that's the music to it. You're in a dream, inside of a dream, inside of a dream. Very good. Well done. Next one is there are three three rules. The first one is you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, good film. Uh, yeah, I would put that as a good film. Yeah, it's a bit of a. That's one of the only films where they try and trick you at the end, and like has kind of still like. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number eleven is Lord of the Rings, the first one. Now number... it's interesting you say that about um, yeah, Fight Club, um. There's another one that does that. What's his name? Mm. What is his name? Leonardo be... um, on the, the island. Leonardo on the island. Fuck. On the uh, pr- in the not prison. It's not a prison. I don't want to give. Oh one. yeah, no. Um, Shadow Island. Yeah. Yeah, that's Shadow Island is good. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely. 
Definitely. Where's that on the list? That must be high somewhere. One of Leonardo DiCaprio's best films is The Aviator. Have you ever seen that? Don't think so. It's about a guy who invents planes who goes a bit mad. And uh, I think you'd really like that because it's all to do with inventions. Okay. Um, Yeah, I know. It's all right. You don't have to just chuck it in the bin. I know you're not going to watch it. Um, (laughs) So number 12 is Run. Run Forrest Gump. Very good. Number 13 is The Good, The Bad. The Beloved. Oh, Jesus. The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Um, Number 14 is The Two Towers. Number 15 is... Uh, how would I say this? Follow the White Rabbit. No idea. You are the one. Oh, Matrix. Very good. Yeah. Which one? Uh, the first one. Okay. Original. Yeah. Fuck the rest of them. Yeah. Um. 16 is Goodfellas. We're not going to go through the whole shebang here, people. 16 is Goodfellas, which is a older film about crime, drama, all that shebang. 17, Star Wars. Fuck off. Um, one of, did you ever watch the Star Wars films? Yeah. Did you ever like the Star Wars films? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Have you seen that? Uh... That is Jack Nicholson. He's inside a mental institution. Jack Nicholson. Is so he is a criminal who pleads insanity, but he's not actually insane. And he goes into a mental institution. That is fucking brilliant. And one thing it plays about, yeah, is that like when you're in a mental institution, yeah, you can be a psychiatrist and you can like be looking at a room of people and you're taking notes and you're like, likes to spend a lot of time by himself. Reads the newspapers in the morning, but spends an hour doing so. Seems to not enjoy conversing with strangers. Right, there's and, anything and you, you can these, pick out about a yeah, person to make them yeah, sound insane. Yeah. yeah, seems to be scratching his chin a lot. And then you're like, you're proper looking at them through a lens. Um, Parasite, which is a recent film, which is quite to do with um, a similar I haven't theme. Seen Parasite. I haven't as well, but it keeps coming oh, up on no, these I charts. Seen Parasite. It's about, uh, it's, it seems to have a lot of. Korean stuff. Cor- yeah, the I think it's it. a Korean film that got a Grammy or not. Was it a Grammy? Not a Grammy. What's There's the a lot going on here. Oscar. Not, yeah. Um... Number twenty is Interstellar. Um, mm. that's a good film. I love that film. Mm. The music is brilliant. The music's brilliant. When he's fucking going through the black hole and he's like, story's a bit weird. Yeah, it's weird, but when he's going through the black car, I'm just like, yeah. yeah. As far as driving a spaceship and making it look cool, you can't do it. You can't impress me. Exactly yeah, the problem with Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. But when he's going through the black hole and that music's going, uh, I'm just like, yeah, it's fucking, what it a driver. Was... I couldn't drive through a black hole, but this fucker's doing it. It was a good investigation into what, how far we can take our imagination and exploring extra dimensions with our minds and with technology that we've got, i.e. CGI. And interp- inter- the interpretation of fourth dimension is interesting, the way they've done it. That's all I'll say. Other than that, it's it's, it's an okay film. Great job. 21 will skip. City of God, fuck knows. Um, Spirited Away, number 22. Now this... Can you do a search? Yes. 
Can you f- see where Snatch is? S N A T C H. That not fucking on there, mate. It's not on there. How many is on a page? Just to give you context of how many you've missed out on. So you're not in the top fifty. You are number ninety-two. Jesus Christ! So I wouldn't say it's the best film. I'm just good, saying it's good to be included. Good to be included. Film that come up to my mind. Um, so I mean, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Um, okay. It does go into Spirited Away, which I keep seeing on Netflix, which is a. Where's Avatar like on the list? It's like an Anna. Oh, f- yeah. Fuck off, Avatar. Um, it's like a animated film. And I've never managed to get into these anime uh, uh. things, but apparently they're brilliant. I hope one day I'll do it. Saving Private Ryan 23, The Green Mile 24. That's a good film. Um, and anyway, then Life I is think, Beautiful, I, I number think, 25. I think the viewers can go on IMDb yeah. and have a look for themselves. If they're really but I, I guess the main point that I wanted to get at is that it's so interesting that you think you know these things, like you think you've seen all the films, but you haven't. So I might just start chipping away at those. I guess we can move into the main topic now, okay. which is, and after this one, we will need a break. So I've been thinking a lot about reading new books, stepping into different areas of my fiction understanding. Okay. And a big thing that stops doing this for me is I'm so invested in worlds like Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, even though I've kind of, I've kind of zoned out from Harry Potter for now. Um, I'm very invested in the world of Game of Thrones and I love looking at fan fiction or looking at fan theories um, some people break down what they think is going to happen in the next book, all these weird things, yeah. Um, so one thing that's interesting to me is I feel like I don't want to open a new book because if it was a book about dragons, well, I've got my dragon book and it's Game of Thrones. If it was a book about this, like I've got this, I've got this, yeah. But one thing that's interesting is like this sentence which i was thinking of which is carving out a space for yourself in the world artistically and what i mean by that is there are some works of art that carve out their own realm harry potter lord of the rings game of thrones um and some of those worlds they overlap in specific ways in terms of the deep world building techniques that they use but the flavour, just like a packet of crisps, the different flavour that you get from each one. Still a fried potato chip. Yeah, but I just can't... It's just such an interesting thing to me, the fact that... Is it you don't want to open a book because you're you're worried of... You're worried about... N- I don't number... have the incentive. Right. I th- So what I was going to say I is... I don't think I'm going to find wisdom there, Like, which I definitely will. Like, my brother keeps saying to it, he's like, oh, if you like Game of Thrones, you'd love Brandon Sanderson. And every week we play golf, he's like, if you listen to Brandon Sanderson, oh, you'd love Brandon Sanderson. And I'm like, fuck off with Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Fuck off. So I like Brandon Stark of Winterfell. It could be one of two things, I think. It's either you've built up such a you know, a a model in your head of what certain aspects of Game of Thrones is. Like, Mm. you know, it's how it depicts dragons 
And that mm. for you is like, you know, what I think the worry is for you is that if you start reading another book on dragons, that it has dragons as part of it, maybe my it's not the main thing. I've only got so much room in my head for dragons. Like, Well, I think it could be that you just like, there's a fear of disappointment in reading books about another dragon because you go, well, that's not how dragons are. Like, you've, no. you know, you've built up this idea of... Where's Daenerys? How, exactly. Um, I totally empathise with that. But I did also... I'm glad you empathise because it is quite a problem, but I didn't want the topic specifically to be about my problem. I also wanted to ask about the sentence of carving out your space artistically in the world and how mm. you can you can make these things that just stand on their own. And I know it's only society and the audience that really actually carries a book or, you know, a painting or a song to, to stand on its own, but they always kind of do like, so you could, you could write a song and someone would be like, Oh, that sounds like sweet child of mine from guns and roses, but no one would ever listen to sweet child of mine and say, Oh, that sounds like this. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, true. It's just like sometimes a piece of art is so good. I think it's just it's it gets. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's just it's the recognition that it obtains. Right? It's just yeah. How well, is I guess that recognition is a reception of how good it is. Like as humans, <laughs> as a species, we're just able to Could be. open up our hearts and say, "Yeah, this is it." Fantasy novels, Game of Thrones. There you go. That would be seven ninety nine. Could also be something more. Um, more I don't know the word but um, more suspicious or more suspect in that you know uh, maybe some of no, I'm not saying it all but maybe some of these artworks that are prominent maybe had just a better publisher at the time or a be better some, backing some good, some good marketing some good marketing yeah so um one thing that's funny yeah so i have to google this to get the facts give me two seconds the majority of artists make money when they're dead mm. or the well sorry better better way to phrase it would be the majority of money that artists make is when they're dead So there are very few people that can carve out a space. And I don't know if it's up to, you know, I don't know how, how, what it's up to. Um, you know, this Game of Thrones chap, George R. R. Martin. Mm. I've given him an extra R there, George R. M oh, no, I haven't. George R. 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 Martin. Um, he's written like 60 books that right. no one knows about. But then the Game of Thrones has made him the most well-known publisher probably in the world. Like I might be overstating it a bit. Right, but, but is that because of, you know, get uh, it would be good to see how much, uh, like, it would be good to see the peak of the sales of that book. Was it when he yeah. released the book? Was it a year after he released the book? Or was it was it when... Oh, definitely after HBO after the, picked it up. Yeah, after HBO picked it yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. Right interesting so it didn't carve out its own space until somebody else no it did it did it. it put a shift in it put a shift the, in I, I think compared no, to didn't. 
No, it did. If you look at the sales, like the reason HBO picked it up is because this is a banging book that's getting a lot of sales. And did I think it? one thing that's can you yeah. can you get the stats? Can you show us? Uh, I've got a line in my head, mate. It's fucking peeking all over the place before HBO picked it up. Got a line in your head. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, Assumption City over here, you bring the facts. If you want to go and look up... Uh... This is your realm. I don't know where to find books out, trends. Oh, that's so cliche, because there's a guy who says that he does everything for the realm in the Game of Thrones thing. Oh, I hope some of our listeners love Game of Thrones, because I've always just, like... I listen to these Game of Thrones podcasts, and I just... Uh, I just wish I could get you on board. I wish I could just inject you with Game of Thrones knowledge. Just like a little prick, just a little EpiPen. Get you uh, up and running with the jazz. Um, I need a little personal break. Um, Can't find it. Yeah, so do I. Yeah? Yeah. All right. We will see you shortly. Welcome back. We return. Um, I have two topics, that uh, one of which I thought we should cover at the start, but I'm kind of glad we're not. Um, so we have two topics which are community generated from a fantastic subscriber contributing to all of our work. Um, so I think the first of them we should go with is sexuality and gender. Um, mm-hmm. So I've I did have a chat with Vicky at the pub about this, Vicky and Brad as well. So I've consulted some of my friends. Um, one of the comment that Cytran left us when he asked about talking about sexuality and gender is said, or is that too taboo for the Just Swim cast? And my reply was, um, it is by no means just uh, too taboo. There is no topic too taboo. Um, but I think we should caveat it with the fact that we want everyone to understand that we by no means mean to upset anyone. Um, we are not educated enough because we don't experience these things. Um, but we would like to give our views on how we see things from outside of the fishbowl, um, which mm. is the best we can possibly do because we are not in the fishbowl. Uh, but we have an appreciation that being inside of the fishbowl, the plants are very different to how they look on the outside. Now, But at the same time, like, I'm grateful that you've done that ap- apology to the world. You have to in this day and age. Well, I just like... I mean, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't want to apologise for my opinions. I know. I mean, I'm very much like that as well. I think hopefully you can bring a bit more of that to the cast. But, um, yeah, so... I mean, they're two different things, gender and sexuality. Um, I think the, e- the easiest one to talk about is sexuality. I think the hardest one is gender. Um, to tick the sexuality box, as far as I stand... You can fuck a lamppost and I don't care. If I see you fucking a lamppost... I will laugh. That's a bit weird and I'll laugh at you. But, like, each to their own, I really couldn't care less. Um, And that's always been how I've kind of felt about it. It is a weird thing that I've noticed, which is if I see, um, like, on TV, two guys making out, I'm a bit like... Um, If I see two girls making out, I'm a bit like... Um, but maybe mm. that's just how. But then a funny thing is, I've, when I've when I've watched uh, that sort of thing with a girl, like with my partner or something like that, Claudia Tan, the wonderful. I think guys making out also is kind of like a bit like for girls too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't understand why there's a difference. I guess yeah, it's just I don't know. 
like hormones and how we work. God knows. Um, but gender's an interesting one. And I mentioned the peep show earlier. So there was a funny thing that I did, which I discovered a podcast that invited Jez and Jeremy, the actors David, and I've forgotten the other chap's name, um, Mitchell and Webb, basically, the two actors who do the peep show. This chap invited them onto a podcast and talked to them for about an hour about being on the peep show, what it was like, how much he was a fan, and all these things. And towards the end of the podcast, he segued by asking a question, saying to Jez uh, Webb, I think his name's Mark Webb, I might be wrong. He said, so around three years ago, you tweeted saying that you didn't support, or I'm not actually sure what the exact tweet was because it's been deleted, but he found something a bit odd about a charity that is called Dolphins Trust or something like that. Now, what this charity is, is it's to support gender dysphoria um, for children. Um, and the guy on the podcast asked this question, and, and, and Jez kind of replied, I'll call him Jez. He said, uh, it's a bit of a left-field question to pop up, considering what we've been talking about. Like, it's great to come on and talk about our work and what we're doing and everything like that. Uh, obviously we weren't expecting this to come up. It's a tweet I did three years ago. Um, and I feel like it's a topic that you can't really talk about. Um, and the podcaster said, well, the reason I wanted to talk about it is I'm a parent uh, of two children. And I think he said both, I might be wrong, but he said one of them in particular came out as gender dysphoric when he was three in kindergarten, okay, saying that he wanted to be a girl, okay. Now, as a parent myself, I would say that there are days when Miyako wants to be a pirate and days where Miyako wants to be Elsa from Frozen. Um, And there are days where I've shown her Spider-Man and I've bought her an Iron Man toy, a little figurine that fires little things out of his arm. And she loves it. And I've always kind of been of the belief that I don't need to buy Miyako pink things. Like she has a blue bike with footballs on it. And I guess my mum actually asked me at the time, like, which bike do you want? The blue one or the pink one? I said the blue one. It's kind of a weird thing because I don't massively believe in this old gender stories of everything like that. One thing I do believe in is giving children a choice of, like, just because you're a girl, you don't need to play with Barbies. But one thing I really struggled with is when he was saying that, like, his kid came out to him when he when he was three, um, and he had to live with that and figure out what to do next and all of these things, and essentially raise this child as a female instead. Um, and... When it comes into gender, sorry, sec, is it yeah, gender? Like, I feel like it's just the trickiest, darkest woods that I feel like I, I discussed this with Vicky at the pub, who also listened to the podcast. Hello, Vicky. Um, and I think along the lines of what she said is that 
I'll give your view. Give your views, Woody, before I go into Vicky, because I don't want to misquote. I need to think about it a bit longer. So it's an important topic. Yeah. So I th- I think so. I guess there's an issue. The, the The main issue here is that the parent of this um, boy. Um, ha- feels pressured to accept um, accept the answer mm. and which is is flawed in itself in my opinion I wonder if he himself is a participant in the gender sexuality world right. himself I would like to know what was what was his questions as a parent to his child when his child said, "I want to be a girl"? Maybe was we it, need to fucking was it, interview him. Was it nothing? Was it? Oh, okay. Mm. And then he has now accepted that, and now he is impo- like the parent is now imposing that onto the child. The child's three years old. He doesn't yeah. know his left hand from right hand. He doesn't know what it meant. Like he doesn't even know the complexity involved. Even when they're like ten, right. Even when they're 15. Right. At which point does, like, at, you know, a child... I'm strongly against... So there's there's this, there's this thing that's... Um, this sort of, not paradox, but kind, kind of paradoxical thinking that's happening at the moment, which I've seen a, a lot of, which is, you know, we... There are children... In school, um, you know, I guess from, you know, secondary school age, so 11 to 16 years old, there are kids, and I know for a fact there were kids in my year as well, that had difficult times mentally going through those periods, not because of gender, not because of sexuality, just they had difficult times, like accepting themselves for who they were, and just mental issues, maybe maybe there was stuff going on at home that was making them bad, and nothing was done about it. Like, you know, they didn't treat... Yeah. Nobody got treatment. No, so people still don't get treatment. So yeah. they're left to their own devices. They're left to their own devices. And not yeah. only that, their mind is left to do as the mind wishes. Right. Yeah. If Ellen Everyrold now decides they want to be the opposite gender... Yeah, here you go. Here's a load of drugs. Here's a load of hormones. You go get it. Hmm. Yeah, we don't... So we treat... How the fuck are you going to end up after that? Imagine you're 25 and you're like... You know, you haven't taken your hormone pills for a week and you're starting to think to yourself... Uh, right. I, want my, I want my dick back. It's it's right. also It's also this, right? It's also... There's also another paradoxical thinking, which is we have laws in place to prevent children from having um, sexual activity with each other. You know, like, I think the age in the UK is 16 mm. for consensual sex. If, if if it's under that, then, like, something that's, like, that's basically against the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also with drinking... Like, you know, you can't drink until you're 18 in the UK. You can't drink till you're 21 in the US. 
It might be even 25. Or well, you can't gamble with it until you're 25. 21 seems too old for drinking. <clears throat> but they, they will drink when they're younger anyway. But anyway, yeah. the point is, is at some point in time, adults have decided when is an appropriate age for people to start doing adult things like consensual sex, like drinking alcohol or whatever. Mm. Even some drugs, like you can't, you, not not um, illegal drugs, but legal drugs, like, you know, off-the-shelf medicine. Yeah, paracetamol. Um, can't be popping like a paracetamol when you're 14 because you've got a headache. Right. So there are already things that we accept in life that you need to be of a certain age in order to do them, even driving, right? So why are we allowing children to decide something that's going to physically change them because they don't know better. I'm more, not saying that they don't know physically better. physically as well, emotionally. Everything. Socially. So Everything. I, I, so I, one thing that Vicky said, so I, I, yeah, I kind on. of said like I wanted to protect Vicky's views, but in all honesty, I've done a goldfish, hadn't I? And I completely forgot what she said. But it came back to me. I wrote it down as okay. you were, um, were going. So... Um, what Vicky said is she said that, um, so for anyone who's experienced, um, like mental issues or known anyone who's had mental issues, uh, by mental issues, I guess I mean, depression, anxiety, all of the things above that can basically be a mind, uh, based problem a mentality based problem, mm -hmm. um, the, the mind can very much play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And we kind of covered a little bit retracing our footsteps back into the podcast where we talked about makeup in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and she kind of also said that she'd got to the point, she's now, I think she's 30 or 29. No, she's 29. Um, and she said that she felt like she'd gone to a point where she felt confident in her body and that that was a difficult journey to get towards throughout her life whether that be just due to being a female in the world or whatever she's going through at the time i don't know enough about it it's a singular experience to get to that point i guess okay um but i think very much what she was saying is that the mind can play tricks on you you know you can be depressed when the world is giving you everything when you feel on like you should feel on top of the world you can be depressed um you can have anxiety problems that causes other things um and the mind is very much a lot of people think that the mind is who you are but i think there's a little bit beyond that in terms of the picture in the sense that you are who you are and you always have to protect who you are and believe in who you are but the mind is so powerful a computer that it can override who yeah. you are. It yeah. can convince you of who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and as you say, a lot of people have difficult times doing things like, so Miyako at nursery, she, a lot of the times will come home and we'll ask her about her day and who she's played with. And a big trouble at the moment is a lot of the girls she used to play with have moved on from the nursery or gone to big school mm -hmm. and things like that. So sometimes she'll be playing on her own um, or playing with a new girl that she's found or something like that. But very rarely will she be playing with a boy. 
the last thing that I heard from her playing with a boy was that the boy hit her in the head and she walked away and went and played with some toys. That's what I tell her to do whenever thing, anything bad happens is just walk away and go and play with some toys. I would say tell the teacher, but it's not going to make a fucking difference in that place. Hit him back? <laughs> what? That's yeah. what I'd teach my kid, fucking hit him back. Yeah, I mean, you get down the trick. Like, I, when, when they're... That's what when, boys get taught. When they're seven or eight, I reckon I'll, I'll, I'll layer into that. But for now, I, I want her to... I Separate. don't want her to live in a world of... Con- I want her to notice conflict and aggression to be an oddity. Um, and I think that... Okay. I, it opens worse doors to save to retaliate. But, you know, imagine the other spectrum where she came home and said she doesn't like playing with the with the girls because they play with... They do dressing up. They, they do boring things. I like to play with dinosaurs and sand and, mm-hmm. and play pirates. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. And she might then start to identify more with the male group growing up. It doesn't mean that she's not a girl, that she that she isn't biologically a girl and that it isn't brilliant to be a girl. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the mind playing tricks on you, you know, I think it's definitely a, uh, something that we can't measure. It'd be great to, like, you know, when you have your banking or anything like that, you can log into an app and you can just see it. You could plug in Google Analytics to a website and you can look at the stats and monitor everything. But with the mind, there very much is no user interface. There is simply the thoughts you have when you go to bed at night and then the conundrum that happens in the day that you somehow mingle through. Um, And then your dreams, which are weird sort of spasm effects from the mind People say they're not linked. We don't really understand them, whatever. Separate conversation. But, you know, the mind itself, as I say, it's not entirely you. There is more to you than the thoughts that you have because there has to be. There's a load of times when I've been negative on myself and I've I've hated myself, I've whatever. Like, you know, I, I remember as a kid once, I felt so upset. I remember I uh, I like cut my wrists once with a razor blade. Okay, Jesus Christ! I, no, I didn't do it like massively. Yeah, I dabbled. Okay, but it was only because I was really, really sad, and I felt like I didn't quite have a level at which I could communicate with everyone around me. And this is before I found the friendship group that I have today, like the J Rays and everything like that. Um, I didn't have what I wanted from the world and and like whether I'd somehow found out through social media that was a thing or whatever okay that sounds a lot worse than it was like it was literally like grazing myself three or four times and being like yeah that's not good (laughs) this isn't good like I'm not down for this yeah Um, and I'm sure people have had worse experiences with that or whatever sorry I have to I'm being you want the charger Oh, it's plugged in over there, my dearest darling. Yeah, that's all right. You believe in yourself and live the dreams you're supposed to. Um, charge that phone. Um, but yeah, I think that like in that moment, it was like the world was ending, but it very much wasn't. I was an incredible person, and I just didn't realise it at the time. And uh, you know, a lot, I don't wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, "You are incredible," but there's an under under. It's like now I've got to an age where I feel like I do have that. And then I don't have all these problems in my head that make me think like, 
Maybe right. I should be doing this. Maybe I should be doing that. It, it comes from a level of instability. I guess that's, is that kind of what you were saying before? An unstructured way to interface with the world leads to a chasm at which the mind wants to fill it with stuff yeah. to protect itself from that chasm. Right, I, I, right. The world's not working for me. I need to put up some scaffolding and my scaffolding will be drugs. My scaffolding will be gender dysphoria, you know. Potentially. And, 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 it's, and it's such a difficult thing because I, I look at the other side of it. I look, I look at the other side of this conversation and I can't imagine what it would be like to sit there, to walk around and the whole time to feel like I should be a girl. You know, I want to be a girl. And one of the things I said to Vicky and Brad at the pub is I feel like throughout my whole life, I've always felt like I am a feminine man. Like I have feminine qualities. I'm not a, a like, I'm not an action man. I don't like want to talk about West Ham and go to the pub and drink beer. And like, these sound like crude things that aren't very masculine. But do you know what I mean? I, I've never felt like a, a lot of the, like boys at school just being testosterone filled and competing for attention and all these things like i kind of just didn't re i kind of didn't have that right so i guess uh but i didn't think i needed to grow some bobblers and yeah have a sex change but it wasn't massively severe maybe if it was severe i could have been dreaming something like that i'm not sure i like <laughs> My only, my only problem. So, I guess to carry on from where I was, I, I don't really know what you were saying in that whole section, but um, <laughs> neither do I really. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it's it's a hard topic to like to but, articulate. You'll have to forgive me. Hopefully, my lack of articulation says something. There you go. Maybe, yeah. Um, maybe. <laughs> for for me, it's a case of once you reach. Once you reach the age of 16 or whatever the consensual age for sex is in that country, because I think that's a big part or not necessarily a big part, but it's a, it's a big part of yeah. life yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Not just for whoever. whoever. Just because you turn 16 doesn't mean you engage in those things. Right. Um, Which is another thing entirely. At that point, I get what you're saying. you can decide to be who you want to be. Mm. Now, but before that point, you were born as uh, either someone with a penis or someone that has a vagina. They are the only two options that exist. They're both brilliant. They're both brilliant. And I will raise you as such, as my child, to be mm. the best of that version of human being mm. that there is. Now, mm. if that doesn't suit you when you get to 16, I have considered my job to be Yeah, I, th I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I wouldn't, if they're after that age, like, even my own kids, like, if they're after that age, like, as far as I'm concerned, you are... Your own human. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even 18. Like, if you've graduated university and you've got a job and you're earning, like, once you, that's it, that's for me, that's it. Once you're earning enough money for me to go, right, you can support yourself. At that point, you are no longer my child. You are another human being. Yeah, make your decisions, but yeah. support your decisions. Right. 
live but with your decisions. Before that point, I will in no way be supporting any um, gender changes. Now, sexuality, on the other hand, might be quite different from that. Sexuality is a bit more complex, in my opinion. I, I'm, I think it's more of a like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at 14 you knew that you'd like boys instead of girls or something right. like that. Yeah. I, 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 I hate to cast stones and to say that because there's, there's this thing with the LGBT sort of thing, yeah, which is, um, I feel like. A lot of it is a celebration, yeah. And I, I think there should be a celebration because, God, was it difficult to be a gay person 50 years ago? Um, like, imagine feeling something that you couldn't even bring up and discuss. And I celebrate the openness of being able to talk about the way that you feel and to actually live that life of how you feel. We should live in a world where you can do that. But... It's just, it's just, I don't know. So, this, this, so sexuality is very difficult for me to to have conversations to people with because, um, that I don't know the best way to introduce my opinion of these things, but I'm, I guess I can start with, I believe that. Until you, and until the flaps of your mother's vagina open and you are out in the world, there is nothing inherent in you that makes you you. It's everything from when you are born and being interacted with, being spoken to, the environment around you, the way you're brought up is what makes you you. Mm. It's not your genetics. I, I strongly mm. disagree in the uh, genetics are the way you look and maybe some core um, survivalist needs that, that we I, have kept so going. An example of that might be that I reckon if I had my testosterone levels measured against an alpha male, as we've discussed, yeah, um, I would have lower testosterone levels than an alpha male. Right, but the complexity. But I didn't end up. I didn't end up thinking because of that, like something diff that I am not a man. Right, but the complexity here is that your envi the environment around you, may contribute to your levels of testosterone that you produce. Perhaps, yeah, I don't know enough about it. Right, that's something that we should like research on and explore because I think it probably well can. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Your body will adapt to the environment that it's made yeah, for like itself. If I live in a household where I have to constantly be combative and protecting myself because I don't have parents who are like smothering me and everything like that, then I might be more aggressive by nature, especially at the time that I hit puberty. My body's reaction might be, right. dude, you need to fucking bulk up and sort your right. shit out. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, I, yeah, you're right. I, get, I mean, I don't know the science, but it sounds like a logical thing. Right. Um, Assumption city. Assumption city. Um, but I think I think there I think there is something to it, right? Like I think um, somebody, uh, you know, like um, there's like loads of loads of things that you loads of professions that you know after 
laying bricks for so long, your your body will adapt to laying bricks. It will the abrasions on your hands will make your hands tougher, meaning that you won't get cut so much. Like your environment dictates a lot about how your body adapts to the world around it. And I think testosterone, I think it's that could go to all levels. Testosterone mm. being one of them. Now, so I, 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 I think the idea when people say people can be born of a different sexuality than the norm, than the majority, right? So anything other than heterosexual, I would say, is outside of the norm, right? Mm. What nature intended, basically. I strongly disagree in the idea that people are born non-heterosexual. If 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 we were, yeah, then it like if we are, then fuck knows how we've lasted this long. It's weird though because I remember right. I remember a friend of mine, one of his siblings, was a younger sibling, and I watched this child grow up. And I always felt like I would always say, and my my everyone in my family knew this person, and uh, my friends knew him as well. And we, I always felt like he was gay. Before, I mean, maybe I don't know. Before he knew it, yeah, because he was a lot younger than me. I was like, this kid's a bit gay, yeah. <laughs> um, I just had that opinion. And he ended up being gay. Right. So I don't know, like, but then... Is that is that the world then, imposed on him that exactly, he's now reacted to? Yeah, exactly. That's what I don't understand is, was right. he gay? Or, or did did people like me and everyone else thinking he was gay? Um, but then there was another thing is I know that his mother always wanted a girl. <laughs> so I don't know if that right. ends up... Do you know what I mean? There's so many freaking, yeah. like, pounds thing going here. Um, so... I started speaking early and I kind of like faded out and um, I had a bit of a difficulty articulating what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of this. And there's another thing I wanted to say, which is that in the break, I really wanted there to be a solution for this discussion. So what I Googled is, you know, in politics, you can do a test that gives you a chart of like how left, right and everything you are. I typed it on Google quiz to understand your beliefs on gender and sexuality. And all I got back was a load of quizzes to understand if I was gay. <laughs> I was just like, no, it's not what I want. So if anyone knows a quiz where you can understand your beliefs or your views on sexuality and gender, it would be a freaking valuable tool right now. And it would help discussion in the space because I think discussion in this space is a very interesting thing because I tried earlier talking about how the LGBT movement is great, everything like that. But there is one side to it, which I've seen, which has a cultish element, which probably comes through self-defense in the sense of like, yeah, 50 years ago, you couldn't be a gay person. 50 years ago, you couldn't be this, that, and the other. And now we can. So the second anyone says anything about it, if you look at Twitter, if you look at YouTube, like I don't know if it's the algorithms or something like that, but at least once a week I will see something where someone has said something that isn't in trending with the woke ways of the world. And the reaction 
from the LGBT community is an uproar. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's a there's another like the podcast I mentioned to you earlier, yeah. The comments in that podcast on the YouTube were like, You just invited the Peep Show people onto a podcast for an hour to bait them in so that you could discuss a tweet that's relevant to you and your family three years ago. <laughs> and um I, I I think we need to put this podcast in the description so people can experience what it was really like here. But I feel like the guy arranging that podcast knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he wanted from that podcast. Yeah. And it was to challenge the norms that didn't quite suit the way he wanted to view the world. Yeah. And I feel like in this woke world where we are being accepting of everyone as i say fucking a lamppost and i'm not saying it's it's, it's not as weird as fucking a lamppost you can be gay i don't think they're weird things but i'm just saying there are some weird fetishes out there and it's fine the normal or less normal even though everything's on the same scale of normal or not normal um is all good but there is this just almost a toxic self-defense around it yeah whereby another thing that i've seen is is i've also seen a lot of women and there was um someone sharing on my instagram that i mentioned to you about um talking about how like even recently i see things from the nhs saying pregnant people not pregnant women <laughs> it's and, crazy isn't it and it's just like and, and and women are kind of just like well i understand openness but in openness, there needs to be a celebration of everyone. And if a man wants to be a woman, then perhaps they need to be like, maybe they should make their own thing. I want to be a, a woman 2.0. Yeah. No, that would, that would be little women. Oh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be a woman. woman. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's like... There's Woman with a capital there's some, M. It's something not a you're doing M. there. Like if if I'm a man, so imagine this, yeah. I'm a man who wants to be a woman. A man still, woo. But I still like women, okay? And I want to go for a piss in the ladies' toilets. Yeah? I don't have a dick anymore. That's that's gone. I'm still into women and I want to go for a wee in the ladies' toilets. There's all the ladies chatter. We're at a nightclub. We're doing our makeup. We're arranging our cleavage, doing all these things. Not that that's what girls that's have to this, do. The same sort of question about lesbians, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. You can flick this conversation in every direction, okay? Right. Like, what's your it's point? It's just a bit. It's just a bit. Like you're infringing on the space of another sexuality to celebrate your own sexuality, you're of another gender, right? Yeah, to yeah, celebrate yeah. your own gender, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole J.K. Rowling thing. Like I think she said something like about oh like, yeah, pe- people who menstruate. Like we used she's, to have a word for that, like women who menstruate. Yeah. And and like I, I kind <laughs> of like 
there's a lot of uproar about it, and I feel like the noise that is caused from the LGBT space. Well, that's all it is, though. Yeah, but it isn't. There's no, no equal reaction. Is. There's no equal matter. reaction from noise. the normal community, like not, not normal community. So Jesus, they're... from the, from everyone else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? God, you it's just like can't. Dangerous waters in it. My landmines everywhere. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a fucking maze out here. <laughs> Episode sixteen. Fuck me. I, when Cytran said, "Is." Is it too a taboo a topic to talk about? It's not a taboo, mate. But thanks a lot. You put us in a fucking minefield right yeah. here. Like, I've lost five legs already. I don't know what's going to be left of me. Um, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just so really the, the, difficult. There is, there, there is, there is a backlash um, that's that's growing day by day. Um, it's it's evident on it's evident more on TikTok where this whole tribalism culture is like booming. I at the really d- I, TikTok has completely skipped me. Don't completely. go. Don't don't get into it. Um, all I see now on TikTok, do I have we, a, we have a TikTok, don't we? We do. Yeah. Um, I, I I might send me the logins so yeah. at least and I want to just follow whatever you can you follow I don't follow I don't follow so can you watch things from our TikTok so I can get a slight microcosmic experience sure okay um I might even break away into it you never know but I might be the top number one TikToker that just hasn't done it yet could be could be um watch out guys there's a lot at the moment from um Young feminists on there that don't really understand what feminism means. Um, it's like a vastly misinterpreted... It's basically just man-hating on there. Um, there's been a lot of, um, you know, like accusations towards heterosexual males. Um, just basically, it's just a shitload of man-hating at the moment. And the guys... There, there has the best thing about it is there has actually been a lot of women that have become popular on TikTok because they're on the men's side, and they're like you know fighting for the man's voice because we don't fight you know we don't men don't generally we avoid conflict. I guess the, I would say the majority of men would avoid conflict against a female where possible. Um, we we I guess a few of us would be well up for conflict between another bloke like yeah that's all right because we know that it's just friendly banter it may up men end up in a tussle but at the end of it you know we got a bit of adrenaline out of it and we had a good time whatever but we generally avoid conflict with a female um i don't know why it's just just the way we are um and so females have sort of been backing men's side on tiktok and there has been um, so the recent recent things, that a recent piece of um, accusation was against men was from the trans community, which was, um, oh, so, uh, so there's a few stories about trans women. So these are um, m- born as male people that transitioned into being a female um, human being. And they went out on dates with men. You know, they're, they're fully, you know, they've had the full works done. They've got no dick left. There's, they're, they're essentially a female in the, in the male gaze, right? 
And then after, you know, after all's said and done, they're resting in their bed, having a glass of water. I always need a glass of water afterwards. Um, don't know about you. And she, the trans person says, oh, by the way, I'm trans to this guy. And the react, the, what the trans people are saying is that they always get weird reactions, like almost disgust from the heterosexual male thinking that, oh, I've just had sex with a trans person. Wait, how did he... What? Well, I didn't know. They've, they've been fully done. I'll be entirely honest with you right there. I think I would notice. In the first 30 seconds of what you're saying, I was messaging the Lucy person that I wanted to get on the podcast to try and help us navigate this minefield. Yeah. And I came back to you explaining that someone has sex with a, a girl that's a man and then... The man, instead of like maybe a few weeks later, like dropping a text, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a. Well, it could I'm be, it could be a couple of weeks, it could be whenever it was. That, that's whatever when, the story is. But that's the when you just notice gist. straight away. Well, I don't know. That's just what the stories are. I don't know. I think I would notice straight away. Dude, I think maybe this that... is another thing. Is I don't understand how they do the magic that they do. I like, know. I'm really curious. I'm pretty sure that the feeling I was would be very different. I was imagining like how they make it is they yeah no I don't want to hear it no 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 yeah I don't want to I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about how it's done it I'll freaks t- me the fuck out it makes me Play-Doh. hold my dick no Play-Doh. just no just leave it just stop play doh right? play doh <laughs> and yeah right anyway so yeah so that he was complaining that he gets the or she was complaining that she gets the reaction that's negative right yeah. and then there was a load of man hate saying well it's just a female what's the difference there Both are over. men in the world. Who love that shit? There are, there are. Go fucking find those guys. Go find those guys. Maybe porn websites need to start sharing the internet history so that people can just find what they want. Right. But anyway, I, I digress. I don't know where I was going. That, that there's just chaos on TikTok at the moment. And yeah. No, but what, what, what were you saying about the so so? So. No, they that were, was it. That was the, that, that was, was it. it. They were upset with the fact that that people were upset with that. They were, they were upset with the they, fact they, that they, they couldn't me. accept yeah. people's sexuality when we have been very accepting of their sexuality and their gentrification of the world, and now they can't accept that people are heterosexual. Here's and the thing. So what if, happened wait, was no, 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 I've got it. I've got it. Let me tell you. Let me just tell you. This is This is where I was going. Go on. Anyway, so this guy did a TikTok. And he said, I'm what's called, I now identify as super straight. <laughs> <laughs> and it caused fucking chaos on TikTok. Oh. Uh, all, like all the guys were backing it saying, yeah, I'm so fucking super straight. And there's this thing on TikTok where... Um, super straight, from, puss, pussy only. From the woke fucking world, like the woke generation, they go fucking, like, just go away. You don't, you're not even awake. You're just, you're consciously unaware of what's going on in the world you say you're woke but all you're doing is following trends and 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 vouching for a side that you don't even understand so just fuck off and do your own research right oh, anyway would he going deep right i am a i am a part of the fucking the, the um, super woke nation whatever yeah. you want to fucking call it i yeah, question the, the, things the, the real i research yeah. the real wokers right all these fucking young kids, young kids born in the year 2000 and 2010. Oh, and like, kids. These kids. They're not like, just, uh, fuck we, off. We used to be those kids. We used to be. 
And and now I think... But we didn't end up this fucked up. <laughs> we didn't end up this fucked up. And what I really hope happens in 10 years' time, when these kids, and I'm calling them kids because they're fucking idiots, is when they get to our age and they're in real work and they've got responsibilities, I would love to see what their opinions are then. Because yeah. I can guarantee they're not the same as what they believe they in now. they got too much time on the internet. Um, so one thing that was interesting to me when you said all of that is, so they're concerned at the point of after sex saying, uh, actually, I'm not the gender you thought I was. Mm. And then they get upset at the reaction. Okay. Yeah. If you care about the reaction, yeah, wouldn't it be like, right, so you meet you meet a guy at the bar, okay? You're a, you're a, you're a girl, but you used to be a guy. Okay. Start talking, having some drinks. Yeah. Oh, I think I think this guy likes me. Like, oh great, this could really go somewhere. Maybe we could uh, go back to mine, and maybe beyond that, we might get married. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but I really care about him knowing that I used to be a girl. Used to be a guy. Oh yeah, sorry. That I used to be a guy. Yeah. yeah la- landmines. Landmine. <laughs> there you go. I've lost a fucking eyebrow on that one. That was it. That was a little one. Just an eyebrow. It will grow back. Um, <laughs> So if you care about the reaction that much and it upsets you after the first fuck, like, if you're that tragically upset, why don't you just, like, maybe forget the fuck for now. Just just be like, by the way, I used to be this. Mm. You still good? You still good? You still, still want some of this? Because you liked me a second ago. You yeah. give me the eye. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, you're right. Nine out of ten guys will be like, uh, I mean, let's let's have a drink, let's chat, let's find out about that. I'm I'm not really. This isn't going to be going specifically to the bedroom, but I'm but interested. In... I'm interested to chat. I'm right. not going to be a dickhead. Yeah. And there might be three or four dickheads who are like, "Oh, fuck that!" They might pour a drink over you. Whatever. We still live in a world where we're transitioning into this open-minded space. Okay. Right. But you've got to be able to roll with the punches, surely. You've got to be able to take that. And and you're not gonna find the true love that you really want. It's, it's, it's almost like this is what I'm saying about the guy who invited the guy on the podcast. Like yeah. he basically he baited invited in. co- he he baited it into conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. To the point, ah, uh, uh, I'm so upset. They didn't understand me. Of course, they don't understand you because you didn't tell them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's but, just it's just like if yeah. I got back to if I got back to a room with someone who so, wasn't sexual No 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 let me go. Yeah, go on, if I got back to a room that nothing to do with sexuality, yeah. Um back in the uni days, had a few drinks, going home with a girl. Or get back you? into the bedroom. Whips out a strap on. Um not even that. Doesn't even whip it in, just just not even whipped out. She's just gone straight in with it. Whoa! Whoa, Jesus. Why didn't you just tell me this at the bar? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I could have understood a bit more about it. Maybe you could have built me up to yeah. it. You know, five, like I could have had a good time. Yeah. But an honest <laughs> chat of five more drinks, you might have had me. Yeah. But the fact you've just gone and done it. Fuck this. Where's the university rape line? Let yeah, me exactly. Beep, 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 beep. I'll call them up. I said I've been raped by a girl. And they'd be like, no, you haven't raped only men. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Cheers, boys. That's the sexual. That's what we're going to end on. <laughs> Rape is only for men. That's oh. right. 
let's um let's let's digress i think we're going to cover sexuality again um i think we need more guests to cover this um was it there's a little bit of feedback from vicky that we had on one topic as well and then we're going to digress into the second topic that we wanted to cover that was raised by a community supporter of ours he's bought the t-shirts he's He's got the mugs, he's got all of the merchandise, and that's why we're talking about his topics. So if you want to have your topics to talk about, drop us a comment, give us a subscribe, and pop into the Discord. Um, so Vicky had some feedback on the podcast where we talked about makeup in the workplace. Uh-huh. Now, um, I kind of said to Vicky at the podcast that I think... At the pub. At the pub, yeah. I, I think that... I specifically, well, we talked about this topic mainly because of my concern of how to raise a girl in this current media hypocrisy world that we live in. Okay. 22, 22. Because, because she said that she she was I had differences about makeup in the workplace. And I kind of thought to myself, well, I, I mean, I wasn't that. I feel like that side of the discussion came a little bit from you. I think I embellished on it with some humor. But I think mainly you kind of spoke about it. I haven't had a time to go back and listen to it, so I might be a complete hypocrite. And I, I started the podcast by saying makeup in the workplace, fucking bullshit. No, I think, I, I, yeah, I, think I did bring it I up. I think you kind of did, yeah. And what she said is kind of a level field as to where I am on makeup in the workplace. Like, okay. I think it's a difficult world to be in, yeah, as a girl. And that's my main struggle. And so you're going to have to give me a few minutes to get this out because I did revert to that. I did respond to her as well. So okay. she said, and she does love listening to the podcast, but she it's good to have an opinion. She doesn't have to agree with us. None of you have to agree with us. If you've got something to say, fucking say it, because we only want to learn more. This is a joint discussion. We don't know how the world is. We answered the relationship boat, but we're not going to answer everything. Um, so what she said is that she sees it differently to how we see it. And if she was to go to the office and to not wear makeup, people would probably come up to her and say, are you okay? Because a girl without makeup, and she didn't say this, but I can insinuate what she's saying is that like a girl without makeup almost looks like they're run, run down, yeah. like they're ill, like yeah. they're not, not with it today. Like they've just had enough. Yeah. And I I think my response to that is, but I think that is very much the problem I'm trying to get at is that, you know, as a man, I wake up, I take a piss or a shit, whatever's happening on that day. I have my breakfast. I might have a bogey and I pick my nose and wipe on a tissue, get rid of that. Best feeling ever. I'm the same when I wake up, when I go to sleep. I'm the same man, and there's no expectation from me to be any different. And how lucky I am to be a man, to have that experience. Sometimes, like in Sainsbury's the other day, I saw a woman who was... She must have been 45 going 50, 55, yeah? She's walking in this dress and high heels, and I mean high, high heels, yeah? And it's the middle of the day, and I'm thinking COVID, like, what are you doing? You're not going to the pub. This must be for work. I was like, and she was like, not not wobbling on them. Obviously, you're 45 years old. You've been walking on heels for 20, 30 years. You're a pro at this. You can walk on heels better than I can 
do most things in the world, yeah? Yeah. But I just wondered, like, it's a, it's a visual embodiment of the pressure that conforms women to do these things. But the interesting thing is, is there is an idea when you actually speak to a woman to understand it, or a girl, is that they want to do it because, as they say, you know, you're not feeling well today. You're not wearing makeup, or you know, um, you know, on a night out, uh, you're not dressed up. Like, what, what's wrong? Like, what's going on here? And there are all these rules. Another thing that was interesting that she said to me is there's like this unwritten rule within women, which is that if you have your boobs out, you shouldn't have your bum out, or vice versa. Yeah, so you shouldn't have like a short dress with your tits out. It's a it's a no go. There's this unwritten rule. I didn't even fucking know about this. And I think it's like amazing the things I don't know. So I need to like I need to quiz her more on this. Yeah. Um, but just on the same level that we have just discussed gender and sexuality and said how it's a landmine and a maze, I feel like from the second a girl wakes up out of bed, like that maze has already begun. Especially when they're going to school, especially when they're going to university, so, especially right. where they're going to work. There so are I, I all guess, these things. I guess this this was my this was kind of my point though, is the fact that these um enhancements to life exist, of course, is going to stimulate or, you know, be the stimulus of, of the response of or the catalyst to the response of are you feeling okay? Like if everybody is looking their best every single day if those things if those enhancements exist then of course if you don't have those enhancements on one day that's an oddity and therefore people will ask are you okay now i would like to challenge a, a female to not wear makeup in the workplace from the start of their job and never wear makeup when they go in now, mm. I could guarantee that there'll be a few days, like the first couple of days, where people see you and they go, you know, they're getting to know you. They're not going to ask you the question, like, are you all right? Yeah, that's just who you are. They don't, even, they they don't reckon, know any yeah. different from you. Yeah. Right? It's like if I, went into, if I went into the office wearing like a Joker mask, like not the makeup, but like a mask that was of a Joker, they'd be like, oh, he wears a Joker mask every day. But if I didn't wear that I, Joker I, I mask, don't know. Maybe, I would just be like Tim. Different. But yeah, a bit of a push there. Really trying here to get on the same level. But um, I think they'd, they'd associate your face. It's yeah. quite a thing, though. Like you, when you, when I think of you right now, there's a picture in my head that exists. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And, and if you I can choose different... what that picture is from day one. Yeah, exactly. But there is one thing I want to caveat this with, right? Which is like, okay, Tim and Woody. It's all very well for you to sit there and to say that, like, if girls didn't have this maze field to navigate, they could alleviate themselves from all that problem. Just step out of it. Step out of it, yeah? Mm. But the fact remains, the world won't change. It won't if they keep wearing it. No, 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 no. That's not correct. Let's take Vicky, for example. If Vicky, if we can convince Vicky to not go to work for the next week and to not wear makeup and to step outside of that, yeah? It's, it's, it, it, no, right. it might, it, no. So her single experience, her colleagues would get used to not her, her not wearing makeup and would not expose her to questions like that. She would start to eventually feel like this is Who normal for me. Yeah. 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 
But the world around her will still have that expectation. So when she gets onto the train after work, she is now the girl on the train who doesn't have makeup. Yeah? Amongst the other girls who do have makeup. Which, it, of course, from our liberal point of view, that's fine. Because Vicky can feel beautiful in herself and she doesn't need that. Yeah. She might read a book and it not even matter. But it does change the dynamics for the other girls. It does change the dynamics for the men on the train. It does change the dynamics in general. And you can't just say, right. well, ah, it's a very easy thing, isn't it? To just say, well, don't wear makeup because then it will solve it. But, but, but we don't so live in a world where we can change things like that. If we this could, is my question back to you is why, why are you being, why as there's two things that I want to say here. One of them is if I'm Vicky and I'm sitting on the train why do I even care what people like? Wh why am I even putting myself in a situation where I'm thinking, oh, what are they thinking about me? Like, I, I don't know if um, Brad and Vicky are engaged uh, yet. He, let me answer it. Let me answer it. Let me answer it. Yeah. I know she's not looking for another man. I know that. She's okay. not looking. She's got no. everything she needs. Yeah. She's got everything she needs. Okay. Everything she wants. Like, she's. You, you said early on this podcast that people are defined by the world they're around, not people, but you know what I'm saying? That sort of narrative. Right. Okay. Now, Vicky, just like any other girl, has grown up in a world where these expectations are made of women. By yeah? who? By everyone. Who? Every single one. Even you. I no, not me. Yes. Yeah, you. Who? Bullshit. Bullshit. What do you mean? If you were, if you were in a club on a night out, yeah, okay, yeah. Regardless of what you will say, I right wouldn't now, be looking at females. No, no, no. I know you wouldn't be looking at females, but there would have been a time when you were younger. I know you're woke now and you have all of these things or whatever, okay? And maybe you're just outside of this and you have your own sexuality that's makeup free, yeah? But, like, it's just, it's just... But this is my it's, point. It's the fabric of what we are made up by. This is my point. Why do people care so much about what they are, how they're being presented in the world? I don't give a shit. Why, why do other do, people why do you care? Wear, why do you wear jeans sometimes? Because they're comfortable. I no, don't wear not. jeans. No, they're not. You do. When we go to the pub, you don't wear tracksuit bottoms. I didn't. I, well, you can ask Tom. But I, what I've been turning up to recently is what you, you could see. If I turned on my camera right now, I've got All right. joggers on. If we on. had that same group with six girls coming. I would still wear the same shit. You'd be wearing joggers. I would be wearing joggers that have got paint all over them that I haven't taken off in about two weeks. The same jumper that I've been wearing for two <laughs> weeks. I wouldn't care. I, yeah, all right, okay. I know what you're saying, but... but but. All right, okay, so... I wear, the reason why no. I wear jeans is because my stuff stinks so much that I need to get a fresh pair of something to put on my legs to cover up. I fucking... That's if the anyone, only reason. I hate wearing jeans. I, I do wear jeans when I have, like... I went to my mum's house earlier and I wore jeans. And I fucking hate it. The way the button like presses into my gut when I drive over there and stuff like that. I don't even have a gut. Like my stomach is as flat as any Instagram model wants it to be. Yeah. But the jeans are just so uncomfortable when I sit down digging into me. I've got to the point now, like I got into my mum's house. When we were like walking around. And I was like suddenly like, oh shit, I need to actually do my buttons up in my trousers. Because I've just stopped like buttoning my trousers up. But 
I, like, I don't want to push too much. We can't push too much on you, Goody, because you are doing a podcast that is about answering questions in life, yeah? You right. are not everyone. We consider ourselves. We say we are lucky to know people like each other where we can have these discussions, okay? We live in a town in Brentwood, in Essex, okay? If anyone wants to know where we live, watch The Only Way is Essex, and that will give you a taste of where we live. The people around us are not akin to us so why should someone like god vicky forgive me all right i think we need to call you something else because we're just using vicky as the name of any female who could be in this situation all right but why would someone you know as i say at work she can set the own politics that she wants for how she looks and everything like that as soon as she gets on the train home and she goes to shenfield station and everything like that okay unless she is someone who wants to be like us and doesn't want to care about all of these things, which is, you know, now we're at this point, myself and you, I think it's beautiful to be one of those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's much more difficult for a woman to get to that point than it is for a man, simply because they have grown up in a world where this maze is presented before them, where every day before school, they sit in front of the mirror and do makeup to make sure they're not ridiculed by the other girls. They're not shouted at by, like, this, you know. So this is my point. And, and, and it is the problem. I'm not saying it's the solution. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't vindicate the individual for participating in the problem I can. when the problem itself is bigger than the individual. I can. I, do you know what? Vicky, right now, I'm representing you. I hope I am. And I want you to come on. You don't have to do a whole podcast with us, but if you could do 20 minutes just to try and get this up, get this across, because I, I back you, girl. I guess, like, <laughs> I want to support that idea. It's so as, difficult talking about this after rum. Jesus. As much as I would like to support that idea, I would strongly, like, I really want to challenge the idea that my, uh, I I really want to challenge that I the I, just the whole idea of it, which is beauty isn't the face you put on; it's the confidence that you present in yourself. For me, anyway, that's how it is. I would say a lot of men would agree with me on that. If I saw a confident young woman who is being herself, she's you know she. But there's more to makeup than being. The trying to conform to beauty. That's it's, what we no, don't understand. No, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. That's You've totally misinterpreted that. It's co- The makeup gives them the confidence that they didn't have, which represents the beauty, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a facade. Yeah. Okay. But why don't they have the confidence? Because they've been brought up in a world where confidence, the initial... The picture of confidence, confidence is the facade is for them. Portrayed through makeup and the facade, right. they've been directed towards the facade. So how can they live a life where it's like, oh, I'm going to be an organic tomato that's grown in an organic field, and you're going to appreciate my taste when the whole world wants sugared tomatoes, and they've grown up. But this is what I'm that. trying. This is my. But this is what I'm trying to challenge. I know. I know. If you and, let me and, finish. If you let me finish. I can't. My, <laughs> I like. I can all. I would love to be able to guarantee that most men would say if if they were given two options, or women. No, no, men. <laughs> I'm talking about men here. 
heterosexual men, right? <laughs> that it's what I'm trying to say is it's not the men. It's not men's fault. This no, isn't. I, I, I'm not saying it is either. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, I want you to get your full thing out. Right. Men, I think, are like this is a huge assumption here, but I think m- some men, and I would put a lot of men to this category, not all men, but s- some men find beauty in confidence, not necessarily the way somebody looks. I think females are the same. Females find beauty in confidence of a male, not necessarily the way they look. It's them being confident and them being constant in who they represent themselves to be. Right? Now, what makeup does, in my opinion, is puts on a facade where that person can be confident knowing that they are behind a mask that isn't them. My challenge to all females is... And every female has to partake in this, otherwise it's like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Take that mask off. One hundred percent. Take that mask off, be confident yeah. in who you are, and I can guarantee the results after one month, everything yeah. will be exactly the okay, same as okay, it is today, okay. just without the to makeup. Go. I have to go, okay. So one hundred percent. I think the main frustration of me discussing this with you is that I stand on your side of the fence, okay? But we just have to repeat that sentence. My challenge to you, to 100% of women, is to take that mask off and to find that confidence, yeah? Yeah. However, how can we tell one person, yeah, to do that? How can we say... Because we know when we say all women, yeah? Vicky, for me, there represents is, no, no, the best wait, wait. person to do this trial on. Oh, no, 100%. I, I know that Vicky has the the everything the the gut so to to perform this act, yeah. But the world doesn't, and that's the sadness that we, when discussing this, have to appreciate because there will be many girls who want the same thing, but they live in a world where they can't because even if they are to be the one, yeah. I'm going to be the one who makes a difference. After a year, after two years, when you don't see that difference and you're lagging behind in the race, you go for a what night race? out. No, no, no. You're the single girl, yeah? And you're as confident as you can be. But I can guarantee when you go on a night out, all of the yeah, single guys I, will yeah. be coming to you. Yeah, I guarantee uh, uh, it. Yeah, all right, okay. They might get that. but you. But Now they're we, on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're not behind a fucking mask. <laughs> Look at me without my makeup. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, yeah. I get what you're saying, all right? But I I, I empathise massively, massively. I don't think that growing up as a man and a girl is the, a boy and a girl is the same. I don't know if that's just because I've had a girl as a kid. I don't okay. know, and I'm scared L- about it. Let's go into this. Like, Let's go into this. Wait, no, we can't because I need a wee. Okay, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Time to gather your thoughts on the toilet. Yeah. I sit, he stands. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> hello, hello? Oh, God. He's not back here. This is a tricky one. Um, I feel like I'm... 
I'm on the same side as what Woody's saying, but I feel like at some side of it, I feel like I want to understand the female side of it, the male gaze, what it is to be a female. I just have this overwhelming feeling that it's really difficult to be a female, and I can't quite shake that. So... I do also think there's merit to what Willie says in the sense that you could spend time not wearing makeup. Like if you're single out there and you're thinking of finding a guy or something like that, you could not wear makeup and you could find confidence within yourself out of just finding out like people seeing you naturally as you are. And even through doing that, you might end up with a better mate or a better, you know, when you're fishing in the waters, you might find better fish that return to you because they see you for who you are and they appreciate who you are. And that might be a really brilliant journey to go on to, to start to identify more with yourself. But even as I'm saying it, I have this feeling of like... Magazines, TV ads, everything. It just... I'm going to have to... Put that Tim show on the pause. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh, Even then, I was trying to back your idea. I just spoke about how I really resonate with what you said about how if people stripped things back and found their confidence within their natural self, they would get to a point where... Look, I think they'd massively benefit from that. Massively. Now, but I, 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 I okay. just think that I think the wars, the infighting within females, and the the rules and the regs and the balances and the checks and the it's a difficult world. I I completely agree, but what? I guess I, I haven't said this, and my the like. What I want any females that wear makeup because they think it's because of those reasons that you've said, what I want to convey to them is, is that it's not that I want to single the ugly girls out. That's not what I want to do. What I want to do is I want you to have the confidence in who you are. That is you. I want you to stop putting on makeup that's making your skin irritable and just like bad it's just like bad for your skin bad for your eyes with yeah. the eyeliner bad for your eyelashes for the with the eyelashes uh, with the the glue on the eyelashes every time you pull those off an eyelash comes out one of your natural eyelashes yeah, take mad. a fucking it's break mad. from it let mad. your body fucking get back to normal i can guarantee your eyelashes will grow longer i can guarantee your skin will clear up you'll be fucking glowing yeah, especially when you start to actually find out. Like, so there's another thing to this is like your body probably like it hides behind all of that, so your body's not trying to. So your body must there must be a DNA like hormonal thing, whatever within your body that wants to actually exuberate like right. sexuality and to look a certain way. Whatever DNA is saying that that is these days, and by wearing a shitload of makeup and everything like that, I guess you're. Your body's like, well, I don't need to do this anymore. Right. But also your personality is like that. So I, I massively get with that. And there's another thing that I was trying to say earlier, which is that, you know, if you 
if you keep wearing makeup and everything like that and you keep going out and dressing yourself up as something you're not and not really finding that groove then you might end up fishing in the waters and not really getting back what you want uh, and the worst but, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Um, if you don't wear makeup for a long time you might fish in the waters and actually get people who see you for what you really are and to enjoy that but my right. caveat to this is there will be a lot of girls who wearing makeup just as so you like tinkering with music yeah I'm a girl and I love dressing up in makeup doing my hair straightening it out and looking amazing that it makes me feel amazing and it, it 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 brings out a confidence in me just like the confidence a shy girl might have not wearing makeup and being her true self I feel like this now is my true self just like a child might end up not being born gay but they might end up through the world becoming gay and feeling like they want to be gay and being gay there might be girls who grow up feeling like they want to wear makeup and they love wearing makeup and i really think that as much as it's a bad thing i guess the thing me and you really want is we just want people to be their true selves we don't want to ban makeup i don't think that's what you're saying here no i'm not saying that. i don't think that's how you feel and I think a lot of how you can talk, just because Sounds like we're that. talking about it, can yeah. sound like that. Yeah. So I think there is an importance here, which there is a balance. And and obviously, you have to realise, if you are wearing makeup, that that has effects on other girls. You don't have to care about it as much as you care about your own feelings, because right. you are yourself. But I guess what we really want here, what we really desire at the end of this conversation to solve it, which I think we might agree on, is that we just want people to be themselves and to not do something because the world around, not to conform to the world because you have to. Or you feel you have to. Find that spot for you. Find that groove. And if that groove is this, that or the other, then fine. If it's fucking lampposts, fine. If it's wearing a shitload of makeup that's like three inches deep, it's like I could literally write in the sand and carve my name in it then fine but let's be careful it's like yeah just be careful like we fucking did trying to talk about this it's fucking difficult i'm telling you <clears throat> i agree with that and I, I as i say i think this massively highlights something in this podcast which is we consider ourselves these brilliant individuals who are questioning life and everything like that but fuck i i do realize that that there's an element of experience that is important to these conversations. Yeah. And that is why I really think that some people who listen to us might not want to be on the podcast for a full podcast. But if you can spare 10 minutes to just try and tell us how you feel. Um, and we might go at you. We might try and poke holes in it. But we only want to poke <clears throat> holes in it to try and... For the sake of learning. Learn ourselves. Yeah. Teach you something. Teach each other something. And ultimately further the human species and all that jazz now it sounded like i was ending it but i'm not no. because we have another topic to go into which is a much more jovial one there are some sour elements to it but the old topic uh 
I'll have to get the uh, comment up, actually, because it was a lovely comment that was left. If you've got anything to say, Woody, now would be there was a There was something time. that I wanted to say. The conversation's now kind of closed, no, 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 no. naturally. O- open that can of worms. So uh, I don't necessarily want you to comment on it. What I want you to think about is how comfortable will you be when Miyako is 16 and she wants to wear makeup because she feels she, wants she it has now. to. She wants it now. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's, um, that's what I'm saying is half the problem. Right. She's beautiful in every sense of the world. Now, for me, it, when mm. I have children, it will be a case of making them go through the tough times of school, of not wearing makeup, which may make them rebellious. But, but I when know they come out, they'll ultimately, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they come out and they're in, at university, they're happy with who they are. They are, the, they will be the most beautiful person in that group of girls because they are confident who they that are. That is so interesting, you know, just to think about that because I feel like I'm not going to be able to do that with because I, I I'd say that I'm sixty percent on your side in that discussion. If I could, <clears throat> it, it almost sounds like take that away from Miyako. But to take the idea of makeup and all of these shit, this shit away, like, all right, you're not having a smartphone, you're not having makeup, all this crap, yeah. Bread and water, find your personality, and then at the end of it, I'll give like you can have the world signed back to you. Yeah. But through that journey, all I want you to find is an understanding of yourself and to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, if you can find, like, if you can build your house, I'll let you put whatever furniture in it you want and you can do whatever you want with that house. Yeah. But don't fucking... Don't, don't let other people mu- build your house. Don't let other people yeah. design don't, yeah. how don't you're going to build your house. Don't let your house because you're going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. Exactly. Or, Look at that. I think we just came out with two turntables from that discussion right there. That was a... Uh, I'm really happy you said that because that's made me jump more onto your side. I felt like I've had to... That's the best thing. Is normally when I go on YouTube after the football's happened, I see the score on the dashboard. You haven't seen it today. No, I ha- I probably have, but I've had so much to drink that I... It's just a I, blur. I don't know. Exactly. Brilliant. My, my, it could have been 5 nil. It could have been 1 nil. You don't know. I know. My, my mind's not even resonating. Um, and with that, I have one of the most brilliant comments we've had, which is a... I love this this comment because it's an appreciation of ourselves. And who doesn't like to suck one's own dick? Um, Tim and Ed slash Woody, um, I have a topic of discussion for you guys. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the topic of friendship. Oh. <clears throat> a deep dive if possible. We'll see what we can do. You guys have such great chemistry. We do. Is is it that you two just have a similar vibe with others in your circles? Uh, I'd really like to hear your takes on building relationships from scratch in the modern era and the different classifications of friends, and most importantly, ending friendships. Now, there is one thing I have to say here, is that he has actually asked a few different questions. Yeah, there's a lot to unravel there, yeah. So I think the first thing, I think we've dabbled a bit at this a little bit. We talked about our our friendship a bit before of how... uh, I think the interesting one is the first one he asked, which is, how are we with our friends? Yeah. Are we the same? Yeah, you have such a great chemistry. Is it you to have a similar vibe with others in your circles? So, um, 
Let me shoot first, okay? Sure. As always in this podcast. <laughs> Tim will talk a lot. Um, so I guess one thing is, is like, one thing I've always felt, I think friends and family are quite a similar thing. So I've always felt like in my family, the wavelengths that I send out into the world of this questioning and uh, sort of just trying to perpetuate thought and to not, not just assume things and live in the normal sort of narrative, okay, is has been a struggle for me because I've often felt like even today there was a time when I was talking about how at the moment I'm trying not to drink cow's milk, okay, which I know you have your own views on, Woody, but I was trying to talk about the reasons why I'm doing it and all these things, yeah. And um, like I mentioned the fact that cow's milk is has like chemicals in it that are meant for a cow, a baby calf, to grow into a full-born cow, which has a shitload of like steroids for the grown to bro, grown the 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 grown to bro, the bone to grow, and all of these things. Right? It's not the best example because I might not even be right in this. I don't know much about the whole vegetarian sort of vibe. I used to laugh at it five years ago, but now I'm kind of considering it. Okay. Mm. But, careful. Yeah, I know, yeah. But um, not to go into that topic, but I guess what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of times where I've tried to question things, like even things like Bitcoin. Like I used to laugh about that a lot and uh, not laugh about that. I used to talk about that a lot and everyone would kind of laugh at me, um, sort of laugh it up like I'm the kind of odd one in the family. And I kind of liked enjoying, like assuming that role in the way. Like I've kind of been fine with it at the time. Yeah. But there are times where it's kind of been like, at the end of the conversation, I'm left with this kind of sour taste where like, like, do you understand me? Like, can I not, can I not actually say how I feel yeah, yeah. without being Judged. undermined and yeah. not one of you? Like, do I just have to conform and say like, yeah, this is life. Yeah. We buy a car, we get a job, <clears throat> we live it and we die. Like, is it, am I not allowed to try and challenge for more? Is there something wrong with me for that? Now to go into friendships, I think one of the things me and Woody and a friend of his, Tom, once said when we were at the pub recently is, especially in the area that we live in, because we live in an area that is very Dolce Gabbana and, uh, you know, trend setting and all this stuff, yeah. Very social media, all that stuff, yeah. Be an influencer. I think we've always kind of felt like, not that we're odd ones out, but the popular people were the Dolce Cabana lovers. Mm. But it's not to say that there wasn't niches to be found where mm. not necessarily everyone was thought provoking and must be on a podcast discussing like we are, but there were people who. There were other black sheep. Yeah, who were yeah. just happy to chat shit. Yeah. You know, whether it was playing Call of Duty and not buying Dolce Gabbana bags or whatever, you know, there was just stuff to do. And I think that the most difficult thing I've come to realise in this world is that, and this goes back to the question is, building relationships from scratch in the modern era I wonder how difficult it is to find a friend that you didn't go to school with or that you weren't pushed into a circle with. As in, yeah, I want you to go to Sainsbury's and meet someone in the aisle, strike up conversation with them, 
and become friends. Mm. Now, that is a very specific scenario that you've given. Yeah, obviously that's not the level, but do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like see outside, what you mean. outside of these institutions, where do you become friends with people? At work? Where else are you becoming friends? Because you have to have a level of exposure to become a friend. Right. Who was the last person you made friends with, Woody? Who was the last person who is your new friend? I'd think it's probably one of Liza's friends. Would that be right? Mm, probably, yeah. I would say... But she probably went to school with him. Or, or it's her family member. You see what I'm saying? He probably. said building relationships from scratch in the modern era. And I, I wonder if what he's questioning there is... What th- is building a relationship from scratch? Can humans yeah. be friends in the modern era well, I, I think if there's... there's not a circle pulling them together? Right. So That might be the same 100 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think you've kind of defined how relationships start. I think, I think, like all relationships need to be need to start off with some common. Um, all friendships need to start off with some common interest. So, like a com, even though school isn't a common interest, you are sort of bound together like, forcefully. It, you need to be in a room together, in a box together. You need to be right, put inside nec- of four walls, whether it be. Physical yeah. walls or but, an interest right. wall. My point is, is that those four walls are either constructed for you or you construct them for yourself. An example would be, so the example in the case where the walls are constructed for you is school, university, um, your um, partner, your family. They're, they're the walls around you that have been constructed that kind of push you into those groups, as you say. However, there are situations where you can find, you can build those walls for yourself. So a good one might be um, um, riding a motorcycle. Like all motorcycle, basically all people that ride motorbikes, if if you're in a bit of trouble and or even if you're not in a bit of trouble, if another motorbike rides past you, they'll come and have a chat with you. That's and sick. Yeah, that's sick. That right. There's also like um, bird, I love, no, no, there's bird an watching, thing fishing. There. There's there's lots of lots there of things some, for you to there construct is your some own interest walls. that aren't like that, and that's a separate thing. But like, isn't it beautiful that there are some topics or hobbies where, along with the rules of their sport or whatever there is, there's a level there's of like empathy. this common understanding yeah, that yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that guy's our bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like the bird flapping without a wing. It's like, ah, let's go sort that fucker out. Like, yeah. I, I really love that. I um, think the biking thing's grown on me since you've said that. It's a true thing. So I think you're right, but I also think you're not bound to the institutions that you're laid into. I think there is scope for you to... Find How would you but- become friends with... If you, if you wanted to be a fr- find a new friend tomorrow... Where's the next? Do you know what I mean? Well, what what would I do? Well, there, there are some people who get to this age in life, yeah. So, I'm trying to think about this. Still, why someone might ask this question? Maybe. So, I went to university and I had loads of friends. University mm. was great, and my friends were what made it. Those friends consist of a Facebook group where we message once every year, and pretty much forget to reply to it. Yeah. Yeah. I still love them. They're great people. But they're not 
really my friends, aren't they? Right. I think I think you're sort of delving into something more about the, his his next couple of questions that he asked. I think these two things are very tightly knitted together. Hmm. Um, which is classifications you, of friends, c- kind of that. Um, I don't think it's too difficult to find people that share interests. I think there are lots of things that people can do, like listening to this podcast, like going fishing, finding a hobby. Maybe it's photography. Maybe it's programming. Maybe it's whatever it might be. Maybe it's drinking gin. Whatever it is, I'm sure there are people out there that, like, guaranteed there are people out there that have very similar interests and... Uh, whatever interesting discussions to have with people now the difficulty with creating a long-lasting friendship and a meaningful friendship i think is down to persistence i so i've got a friend um outside of you tim well you do know of him who his name's Callum, who he was a friend that I had made where the walls were built for me. This was in college. Mm. Now, I know Callum. We, the walls were built for us, but we both happened to choose the same walls. We both chose the same course to go on. We both were probably the best in our class at what we did in that subject. We both shared common interests. We both had the same opinions of people. We both had the same level of intelligence as each other. Sometimes even we would challenge each other. And still today, we we still challenge each other's ideas, um, send each other little bits of songs, show each other what we're working on, have a chat about what we're working on. And I, I would say it's not as much of a meaningful relationship as mine and yours is and or mine and Tom's is but it's still very much not someone that I want to let go of. And it's, for me, it's in order to build, I I don't think this has changed throughout time. I don't think the modernness or whatever has changed the way friendships are formed. I think it just fully goes down to finding people that share similar interests and being persistent with that, per- not necessarily persistent, but constant for that person, mm. and they will, and them being constant for you. But that's an interesting thing is that, like, when you talk about classifications of friends, yeah. So let's get let's roll this back to MySpace, mm-hmm. yeah. So MySpace used to have like a top friends, everything like that, and then you had your other friends, yeah. Yeah. And whilst we don't have that on Facebook and everything like that, I think that's also quite relevant today. Um, one thing that I always thought growing up, I might have taught this on the last time we spoke about friendship, is I always noticed that my parents or my stepdad, they had like, when they had friends over every year, they'd have like three to five different people that I'd expect to come over to the house, yeah? And I used to be like, this is weird. Like, a friend at school, I've got like 20, like, what? You've got so many friends. Like, what the fuck happened to all of yours? Right, right. And then when I grew up, I kind of came to the understanding of like, well, yeah, like, yeah. dude, 
And sometimes I see my friends these days, like, still trying to maintain circles of, like, 10 or more friends. I'm like, God, it must be fucking exhausting. Yeah. And I think the reality of what you really want from a friend is you want a friend where if you message them, you say, yeah, I want to do this. Or even if you just message them, like, whatever it be, like, like, they want that back. Like, they, they want to do that as well. And not even for the sense, like, you know, I want to play a round of golf. They might not be feeling golf today, yeah, but they they still want the friendship as alongside that. Like, do you know what I mean? They, they have yeah. a level of whatever. They don't have to go to golf, but they want to be in that pot with you. Yeah, yeah. And I think a big struggle in friendships is when you have these friendships where they don't want to be in that pot. Um... And there's a lot of friendships where you pretend you're in the pot. Hey, oh, we're in the pot. We're in the pot. Yeah. In reality, if we just stopped messaging, if we just stopped whatever and remembering the good old times, our lives would go on. The pot so would go dry. So we're basically perpetuating a facade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is like I say, like, I'm sorry if you're listening to me from my old university days. If you want to start a friendship and jump in the cauldron, let's go to London right now. I'll spend a day with you. It'll be great. If not, let's remember the times when it wasn't facade, and let's like let's just let's just leave it there because like honestly, I find it difficult keeping up to date with the friendship via Facebook. Um, yeah, as I think that's a good thing to highlight as well um, about modern about uh, friendships in the modern world. I think I I I don't believe that finding a friend on any social media platform or any internet forum is I might have to a, contrast this. a strong basis i think and so i think you could probably find people and it could be a good friendship i think the friendship has to move towards something more meaningful outside of social media for it to become something yeah constant probably about it i did have an interesting experience recently um, um which is with my chap, you know, Mark, that we play Daisy with every so often. Yeah, yeah. So um, around the time that I got into aquascaping, for everyone listening, um, I played a game called Daisy, which is like a zombie game where you roam around. Imagine Grand Theft Auto, except for you're in the woods and you can run into different players. Okay. And I met this player in the middle of the woods and we started like, oh, do you want to like run together? Yeah, let's go do shit together, whatever. Okay, let's watch out for zombies together. And um, halfway through the conversation, I said, um, uh, we were just chatting about stuff. He's from Sweden, like just just chatting about whatever, yeah. And I said, oh, I'm I'm, I like aquascaping, and aquascaping is a pretty niche area. Like, oh, I like keeping fish tanks, but aquascaping is like designing like scenic things within tanks. You don't meet everyone who likes to do that. And he was like, oh shit, I like that too. And we kind of like got this thing going. And um, to start with, we were playing with each other like every night for like months and months and months, yeah. And it kind of got to like a three month period. I was like, oh, fuck, like I just need to chill. Like I love this guy. And it wasn't that I, I think it was probably playing the game with him. I didn't need time off from him. I just needed to stop playing the game. Yeah. But like recently, about a week ago, we started playing again and we played and then we stopped for a week. And like we didn't have to like play every night. It was a really nice relationship to not have to have this dependency on playing and everything like that, just to yeah. like catch up. Like, and I feel like generally, like I want well for him in this world. I think he wants well for me, Miyako and Claudia in this world. And mm. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. And you just have to kind of get to this level point of like the world is the world, 
and there will always be dependencies. But if you can send a little bit of love, 5% of your love this way, 5% back, then it's all good. Yeah. Um, but there is a kind of interesting thing which I wanted to segue into, which is toxic relationships. Mm. Um, so, I mean, in the comment he mentions, um, and most importantly, ending friendships. Um, so that's difficult. Ending a friendship is a weird one. I've never, no, I've never really been I've assertive never in saying I don't want I mean, to. I guess a relationship ending a relationship is quite similar yeah. to yeah. ending a, a, a friendship. Um, and I guess they have sequel, similar equilibriums. The only difference is you're not going to miss out on sex. Um, because a friendship, like when you're proper in it, apart from like the fact that obviously me and Woody are mates, like we like girls and everything like that. There's very similar things to it. Like it's it's a it's a boat, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think toxic friendships are something that are very easy to fall into, um, and mm, I, yeah, well, they're not easy for me to fall into. I never end up in that situation, but I see people in them all the time. So I assume they are easy to fall into. Okay. And I really, really struggle with it. Like massively. Because mm. I've never been in a relationship where I have someone just take, 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 take. And like... um, I guess... I have people close to me that, that I see this in and I really, really struggle with watching it. And I try to advise these people and it's so, and it's so difficult to watch. See, I don't know if you've seen a similar thing. Like, um, it's the, and the one thing that astounds me is how people can be the taker. Yeah. I don't know if I have. I think I separated myself very far from those kinds of people that I don't even see the people that are stuck in. I don't even see... Um, I don't see that world anymore. There's a tremendous amount of people like this. It's really weird, yeah. So we have this like vision of humans and how they are, yeah. There's like this weird 5-10% that exists that just like... Whether it's through previous psychological abuse they've had i don't know but they just manipulate the fuck out of people mm. and i just don't like when you stand here as an outsider an outsider with an, like an ample level of iq and understanding of how the world works and seeing both sides of a different thing or whatever you look at it and you're just like well fuck like how do people not just call you out on your bullshit mm. And social hierarchies. My biggest advice for anyone is that if you find yourself in a relationship where you are... Or friendship. Const, const, yeah, sorry. Uh, Same yeah. thing. No, no, actually, more of a friendship than a relationship, okay? I'd say more of a friendship because I think sometimes in a relationship, those can be your roles. Uh, not toxic, but on the same level. Like someone can do things more, whatever, like... And sometimes that's fun. Maybe that's what you want for a relationship. It's a, it's a kind of different thing in my weird head. But okay. in friendships, friendships are things that you sign up for. And like you're not 
it's not your boat for life, yeah? So you're participating in this out of your, not your life dependency, but like a little bit of side effort you want to put into life. Mm. But if you're just throwing your effort into a chasm, if you're not getting anything back from that person, my What's simplest answer or answer on how to end that friendship is one, call out the stuff that the stuff that's going on. Say, one, you only text me back when you need something. Two, the last time I saw you, you had half an hour's effort to spend actually spending time with me, and then you wanted to go and do something else with different people. Yeah. Three. Um, I've given you birthday presents for the last four years. You've never remembered my birthday. Four, like you only text me when you need something. Yeah? Okay? Call out the stuff. And those aren't the examples that everyone's going to have. There will be different things, yeah. There will be different things. But the things that you feel, all the things that someone around you can see and, and, and maybe you couldn't to start with, call them out on it and the reason you need to call them out is because that's the last contact you're going to have with that person the yeah. next step block block on social media block on whatsapp block on your phone number completely cancel them out of your life and the only difference you will feel is that they will disappear and the only difference you will feel when they disappear is you're not wasting your time on that person. And be careful because the next thing that's going to happen is there's a stage five, which is defense. Because as soon as you do these things, what that person will do, who is toxic, is they will realize they have lost one of the utilities that makes them feel valid in the world. Yeah. And they will go to whatever efforts to try and make things right. They'll yeah. turn up at your door. They'll send you texts. They'll get a different phone number to send you texts. And what you need to realize is that all of the little things that they're doing are just proving more how they are manipulative and will go to any efforts to change, like to, to get you back in their side. Yeah. And that is not what a friendship is. That is not what a friendship is. A friendship is something where both sides of the party appreciate what is going on and i can't say it. there's there is no clearer message than that in my opinion well, the difficulty in that is i can see that for some people that could be in a toxic friendship slash relationship whatever it is may not know where that line starts and ends how can you how how do you know if you've never experienced a le like a legitimate um, reciprocal re friendship, there that may very, there so may true. be some things that you know these toxic people do that make you feel just enough reciprocation that you go, mm, that is this... what friendship is, yeah, right, and so that's it... so true, and that's really difficult because a lot of times when I've seen this happen to other people, the only way that they'd realised what was happening wasn't through me telling them. That's right. I told, I told them yeah. the way that they realized it is they saw my relationships. Right. That's right. And they, and they saw the, That's intrinsic, the intrinsic worth of my relationships. Yeah. And the things people would do for me or the things I would do for other people and realizing that I wasn't helping the old lady across the road because a girl was looking. 
I was helping the old lady across the road because she needed help. Yeah? Legitimacy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a difficult one. And and if you if you are in that relationship, how do you compare it to anything like that? You might say, Oh, that's very well saying that there's a perfect relationship or friendship out there where it's not the case. But if you haven't experienced it, you have nothing to compare to. Well, fine. Give it a Google. See if other people's relationships can like confirm what you feel. See if other people have been in your situation, how they felt about it. How about watch some movies? And I know movies aren't a realistic interpretation of love, but especially romantic comedy and stuff like that and chick flicks, whatever it is, yeah, a lot of romance on TV is glorified, but it does try to give you a feeling of how love should feel. Go and watch Twilight, yeah? You're not going to be a vampire. Even but... Friends, even like... Yeah, like, yeah, Friends teaches a lot of valid thing. things, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know That's what? probably There's why a, they called thing. it that. Yeah, and and... You know, if you don't, if you watch Friends, and uh, I think there's a sad that actually, here you go, I'll, I'll be honest here. Sometimes I watch Friends and I feel like a vacant void in my life is caused because I don't necessarily feel like I have that group. You, you have to be careful because those three yeah, or five friends, they're around each other every day. They live in like this university lifestyle where you're always with each other, talking every day about right. how your lives are and everything like that. Right. That's not real, yeah? No. But having each other's back is real. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Having each other's back is real, 100%. And you need to have people in your corner who, if they saw you getting beat up in the street, would do something. Who, if they saw you crying in the street, would do something who if they saw you happy celebrating in the street because you just won the lottery would fucking celebrate for you yeah yeah those are the people you need if you don't have those people then ditch the ones you have and don't worry about having no one because the little friend inside of yourself is enough until you find the right people you need to find real connection and that's like when I went to the pub when I went to the yeah. pub with Brad and Vicky this week, like since I had Miyako, yeah, mm -hmm. you, Brad, and Vicky have experienced that with me. Ollie Carr as well has been there. It's been more difficult for him. He's in, in London, everything like that. But you are the people who have been in my life and experienced that with me. Not out of my choice, but out of your choice. Right, yeah. And that, that, you know, I will always have time for those people because you guys had time for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's it. Who are the people who will have time for you? Who are the people you have time for? And maybe you're the person listening who you don't have enough time for the people around you. And if you don't, cut them off because you don't want to be the dickhead doing that. Find some friends who you do have the time for because when you find an organic relationship – the fruits of that will make you happier than anything else you can ever find. I agree. In the alternate case where, um, going back to what you said, if you are in toxic relationships, you may not know it. And based on what we've just said, you may now realize it. You can always come over and join our Discord channel. Um, we're always here. We'll always uh, devote some time to everyone that joins our Discord channel. We'll be your mate. We'll be your mate. <laughs> mate, 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 mate. 
and uh as much as like that is a selfish thing for us just to grow ourselves i don't think uh, it is mate i think it's like more I think than happy to vote our time to we've never had a community that, before exactly We've I've never be. been a part of an online community that meant shit to me. I don't know about you guys. If you've had a community, like, we all live life as a singular entity. Why not live it as a group? Exactly. And with that, thanks for listening. The Just Swim podcast, episode eight, available on Spotify. Eight? Like, 16. What? I said 16. You said eight. I said, I said episode eight, didn't I? Yeah, it's 16, mate. So Double this, that. Is the, this is the problem here, is that... Since I've moved away from cider, I've realised that there is a slight difficulty in me articulating what I want to say. Yeah, that's you get the same with whiskey after a while. After a few whiskeys, I get that. I think you're going to have to be, as as a mate, if you could just be the barometer to that and just let me know, like, okay. No, don't worry, I'll be the barometer, don't worry. Yeah, you be the barometer. I'll always keep I'll... you on track, don't worry. There, see, look, there you go, guys. Friendship. <laughs> Woody and Tim. Ah, let's have a little virtual hug and let's fucking end the podcast. Ta-da! Mm-hmm.